Peel, have you got any pre-show actions? Much and more! Much, Much and more! His name is Craven. He likes white ravens. And he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. But if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the first, but it could be the last. We're unopposed to claim banter. It's banter behind the throne. Hello, welcome. This is episode 20 of Banter Behind the Throne. This is our post Starlick special. So if you've got no interest in what went on at the weekend of Starlick, I would probably go and listen to something else. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by Dave Bamford. Say hello, Dave. Hello. I'm joined by Tom Peel. Say hello, Peel. Hello. And joining us today is Reese Kennedy. Say hello, Reese. Hello. Reese is with us mainly because um, this episode obviously is our tea episode, and Reese wouldn't have let anyone else come on to talk about his favourite card. But Reese also did bloody well at the weekend, as it would turn out. So his tournament report is going to be the longest and the most fruitful. Um, to be fair, but- one thing. Yes. Dave did say I was only allowed on this week. If I did the best at Starlink, kind of forced my hand. <laughs> I did, I did. Did you really say that? <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's motivation L- for anyone. Li- literally the only reason I kept winning. Yeah, and- I did say if I beat him in the final, he would also be allowed on then. <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah. I- wow, well, fantastic. Um, you should have probably, now knowing how hard Reese was going to fight to be on the show, got something more out of him to be fair (laughs) never mind um we'll do it next time um so for anyone who wasn't aware um this last weekend was starlek which is the um still the official european championship for game of thrones um whether it will be for 2.0 we don't know we speculated about that a bit at the weekend uh that's probably for another show though um we all arrived on the thursday um kept ourselves occupied with alcohol and, and so forth. And then we had a melee on the Friday, joust on the Saturday, and a variety of side events on the Sunday, of which I don't think we did any, did we, apart from you guys in the team event, but we'll get to that in a minute. So we're going to talk about our sort of experiences at Starlet. We won't do our normal tournament reports because there's going to be at least, what, 32 Swiss um, rounds to talk about if we just talked about the joust. So it's been quite long if we go through each one round by round, and I know at least one of us can't remember round by round. Um, That's me. That's me. Yep. Yeah, and I must confess, I probably can't remember what happened at the end of Joust either. Um, I'm sure the guys feel the same. So the tournament itself didn't actually start until the Friday, but like I said, we all arrived uh, relatively early uh, during the day Thursday. How was the journey there, guys? Anything stand out for you? Yes. Dave, because I sat miles apart from everyone else on the plane, and then towards the end of it, like I put episode 19 on of this very podcast, fell asleep during the middle of it, woke up, just see Dave walk past with a couple of beers in his hands. I'm like, Dave, Dave, give me a beer. The Sikh man sat next to me, just gives me the filthiest look as Dave reaches across and I crack open a tinny. We drank a lot of beer in that flight on the way out. <laughs> How many beers would you like? Six! Yeah. I'm on for Ian. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. I don't know if you know about that, Reese. We um we could see Ian's head about three places <laughs> in front of us. And um I was 
struggling to get the engine running that morning, to be honest. I drank a little bit and um, I was sitting next to Peel and Waffle, who were, <laughs> who were down in Heineken's, like, you know, the plane was going to crash. And um, I said, no, I don't really fancy this, this, this one. I've got three in my hands. I, I could give away this, this fourth one. Actually. So we ordered it up and gave it to Ian. And we told the air hostess, this quite attractive um, Eastern European lady, to um, take the beer to Ian. And the look on Ian's face <laughs> when this, this you know, air hostess wanders up and goes, hello, sir, gives him a free beer. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Ian still got it? And then she points to us, our gurning mugs, a few rows back. And it's from them. He's like, oh, cheers. Thanks. Thanks for the beer. Um, yeah, we did drink a lot, didn't we? But then we had the whole, um, trying to sh- struggling to think of an appropriate word. I'm just going to go with clusterfuck. Over the, over the taxi. That's the polite way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Over the taxi oh, situation. My favourite bit is, oh, waffle. There's a new taxi. Go talk to the second taxi, not the one you spent the last twenty minutes talking to. Five minutes later, waffle comes back. That's the same lady I've just spoken to. Yeah, bless him. <laughs> Becky stood at the second taxi. She's going, waffle, waffle, waffle. Yeah, Simon. Ah, oh, leave him. Well, last year it was so easy, wasn't it? We just spoke to someone, off we went. But this year it was a bit difficult. But we managed to get the best taxi driver in Germany. He was such a lad. Um, and he's given us a little card, hasn't he? So we can arrange all this next year. So there should be no problems with taxis. That's good. Yes. You neglect to mention, of course, that we actually started drinking before we got on the flight. You guys. Waffle def- and Peel didn't stop drinking and they yeah. didn't go to bed. <laughs> Peel had a, you could look at Peel and he had like red wine stains on his teeth. <laughs> Yes, like before, before we even left the house, um, and then we got to the bar and waffle ordered Jaeger bombs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I missed Jaeger bombs. Yeah, that was before you even arrived. So That's I was. By well, the time you arrived, I was a Jaeger bomb and a pint down. And waffle <laughs> and Peel had been drinking. Waffle had been drinking since midday, and Peel had been drinking since about what half seven. Uh, when we packed our bags, probably a bit earlier than that, mate. Yeah. Um, to be honest, so, I started drinking literally the second I could. Um, <laughs> so I'm not driving anymore. Yeah. You're not a great yeah. flyer, are you, Peel? You don't particularly enjoy flying, so... I think I think after that, I think it apparently it's not a phobia of flying I've got. It's more just a general hatred for the people you get on the planes. Um, Fair enough. I think that might be it instead. Um, Maybe he just has a phobia of being sober. Maybe. Maybe. Crippling. I have that phobia. Crippling phobia. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we arrived, what, midday, didn't we? First day? Yeah, yeah. And um, after, uh, I think may have survived the edit Dave did mention earlier on that this really is the best bit about going to Starlock actually is the days when you're not playing cards <laughs> um, there's such a great atmosphere even though you've got to climb up that goddamn hill Raul described it as a serious ungle the climb uh, uh, <laughs> just what? like gradually make it it's a serious ungle like the big tower in um uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. Climb up that fucking See, hill. <laughs> I like to think it would be easier to get to the Vale than get to start that castle. Yeah. Um, just in general, just because it's just so horrible. Like, oh. I yeah, don't know it's... what you're on about. I never remember climbing or descending that hill. <laughs> no, yeah. that's because you only descended it when you were gone, and you only climbed it. In fact, you never climbed it when you were sober. So yeah, I just, <laughs> I just didn't you spend were... the week any, any point of the weekend sober. I guess it was an advantage. <laughs> it was easy to climb that hill pissed, actually, to be fair. Because you don't think about it. It's not easy to climb hungover, I know that much. 
coming down though is a danger when you're sober. So I, I'm still not sure how I made it down to the bottom of the hill a few times when I was smashed, especially the Thursday because. I got slaughtered on the Thursday. Yeah, you were pretty drunk. When we arrived um, in the castle on the Thursday, um, you, I specifically remember you being in your pants. But your pants had a massive hole in the back of it, <laughs> so you might as well have not been wearing anything. Oh, yeah, I remember changing my pants at one point because people kept complaining my pants had a hole in. So I, just, I, I You were wearing um, sort of crotchless chaps in the form of boxer shorts. Seems like the sort of thing I'd wear. Yeah, it, it does, pretty, yeah. It's pretty horrible. Yeah. We did see but, your penis within about 20 minutes of seeing you, so I mean, I think that might be Reese. a new record, Reese. I'm not quite sure. Classic yeah. Reese. The previous record was also held by Reese, and it was 37 minutes. Mm. Um, <laughs> My favourite thing about the Thursday night at Starlink, though, yeah. it was just because we were like the first people there, you just kept gradually seeing more and more people, and it was like the, the biggest family reunion, and it was like, wasn't it? Your, yeah, yeah Your next cousin's just arrived. And he's like, oh my God, I've not seen you in X amount of months. This is amazing. Here's some alcohol. We should carry yeah. on getting drunk. The key also, difference being, of course, from a family reunion, was that you actually want to see these people and you like them. <laughs> that was the key difference to a family reunion. Yeah. Uh, in the nicest possible way to my Actually, no, they don't listen. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so Chewy uh, from Singapore... Big shout out to that man. He came all yeah. the way from Singapore. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my favourite thing is, like, he's you just see him wandering around, looking a bit lost, and me and Mateus are outside. Just me and Mateus. We're both smashed, and we are Chewie's first impression of European thrones. Me and Mateus. I was like, well... Yeah, I heard Chewie's quit thrones, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he had the best weekend of his life, because... He did Thrones with Europe. Yeah. What I liked about Chewie is as well, he fully acknowledged that his name is a Star Wars character's name and was fine with it. Yeah, he told me he uses it to his advantage. Um, Yeah. Genuinely just turn around and goes, yeah, I use it to my advantage. Good on him. (laughs) Fair enough. I wondered if it was a nickname based on the Star Wars character or whether that was actually his name. But it's good to have that cleared up. It's an odd nickname. He is a very, very hairy man. Is he? No. Is he? I was going to say. How could a time? Not that I can tell. <laughs> he doesn't immediately scream Wookie though, does he? No. So, well, even Wookies don't scream Wookie, they just scream incoherence. Who is this guy? On our show. Um <laughs> So yeah, first I was got the best bit for me though was walking into the um the dining area and having everyone spontaneously sing our theme tune. That genuinely was fantastic. I really, really nice. enjoyed that. It was very welcoming. We fully enjoyed it. So the theme tune's obviously, as people will know, it's a bit a bit infectious. I was in the Skype chat yesterday and Helmut was asking about the cast and said, is he the only one that sings along to it? Um, to the chagrin of his wife. Uh, and Alex Hines from Beyond the Wall said, uh, he was watching the world stream and his wife said, who's that playing? He said, oh, it's Dave. She's like, is he the one that cancels saves? Oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's him. <laughs> so legit so yeah it's definitely a thing <laughs> but, I mean me and Reese seem to have dominated this bit have you guys got anything about Thursday that stands out to you yeah. we got a hug as soon as we arrived at the hotel oh yeah yes, we did we didn't did. we that's yeah. amazing yeah. The, the lady who ran the hotel remembered us from last year and gave us a hug and caught up quickly that was nice allowed oh. us to check in yeah. yeah 
Well, you know, it, nice. it was it was nice to, it was nice for her to miss me. Uh, <laughs> It was nice when she said it was good to see you again. I just looked at her and just went, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. I got a hug too, so I don't care. Um, oh, Reese, do you want to tell us about what happened when you got back to the hotel on Thursday? <laughs> or do you just want to leave that to people's imaginations? We played coup. Me, Mage, Sweeney and Wex had a, a, a couple of games of coup. Oh, God, and, are uh, we doing this? Are we really talking about this? <laughs> We've got, we got I, I don't know. Do you want to just leave it there? No, no, I'm, I'm quite happy to. <laughs> And apparently, things happened. There's no apparently in it, really. I may or may not have ended up touching myself. Wow. While staring deeply into Sweeney's eyes. <laughs> well, help. that was inappropriate. Yeah. Help, still lost. Yep. There, was a, there was a look in Sweeney's eyes the next day when he told me what you'd done. Because we ran into him as you were walking to the was melee. Was it lust? It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't lust. It was more... I think confusion, disgust, and general kind of unclarity into what he'd seen. Um, <laughs> like, did that just happen? Like, yes. Probably. Like, nightmarish visions of you touching yourself. <laughs> we nightmarish visions. That's it. Yeah. That pretty much neatly encapsulates the whole thing. <laughs> meeting uh, meeting Sweeney was quite fun because yeah. his background photo, I mean, met before, but his uh, background photo on his phone is our logo. So yeah, I've never met Swing before. He added me, I think, um, through the show um, a few weeks ago, and it was an absolute pleasure to meet him. Top lad, um, as was everybody um, who we met for the first time. Um, lots of people came and said great things about the cast, which we really appreciate, and really appreciate the free beers. Someone listened to uh, Dave's request last week, um, so it was great. So let's talk about Malie then. Um, Peel, what bet did you take? Um, how did you do? And did anything stand out? Um, well, I, I took a Black Sails deck to Melee, which was an edited version. Uh, basically, the idea was Hyper Euron, make yep. him beast, make him kick ass and do all the stuff. And to be honest, what stood out for me in Melee was two things. One, how many deals were made and how ruthless people were to get, well, how ruthless some people were just to get either third place or second place. Also, I also, um, I learned something as well. If you are going to make a deal with someone, don't screw him over in the first round because that really comes back and fucks you up in later life. I didn't do it. I must admit, I didn't do it. Someone else did. Um, someone else basically agreed not to attack him. But then obviously uh, this guy had a weak ball presence so he decided to try and slip an attack through. Um, so obviously this this guy made a challenge on um, someone else and from that moment on, everyone on the table just basically all attacked this guy who went against his word, which was fantastic to watch. Um, and also, you can lose a game of melee in less time than it takes you to have a look through your hole. <laughs> and I mean that. I, I genuinely mean, I wasn't even finished. Like I was like looking at my hand, thinking, right, I might be able to play this, this, and this. I didn't even get a chance to marshal one card, and I'd lost a round of melee. Is um, this the weird Lannister start conquest thing that happened? It was, yeah. The weird Lannister start. It wasn't a weird, well, weird, fantastic. There's many different ways to think about it's it. It's unusual. Should we it say was, it's unusual? It was. I was on a table, and I do apologise to anyone's names, but I was on table 22 in Melee. Uh, I played with Yoris uh, Mason, uh, Michael, or Michelle Cleese, and and, uh, and Anti Timoyan, I think. And I do apologise about the pronunciation. I've uh, Blue Hill on Car Game DB and Curtinus on Car Game DB were two of them. And uh, yep. I believe he beat me in a grand total of I think it took about three minutes um, which I had never been happier about in my life 
I've never been so happy to lose a game of melee. <laughs> when I got beaten by someone um, using <laughs> putting uh, the attachment on someone else's character, the Lannister attachment that means all power power doesn't go to the house guard, it goes to that character. Then uh, deploying seven Stark locations, blowing them all up by choosing to save none, uh, giving everyone 14 prized, taking control by using enslaved of that character, and then playing killed the wrong dwarf to get that extra one power, take them up to 15, subsequently win the game. Um, quite impressive. It really That's was. Banter. It was absolutely amazing to watch. Uh, it really was. But, yeah. The list is now uh, on got cards if people want to see that. Is it? Has he uploaded it? It's quite it? a wonderful thing. Yeah, he did he say to... he was going to upload it. I did ask him if he was going to, but obviously I've, I've, I'll have a look for that now and correct the name differences if I've pronounced anything wrong. I think the damage is already done there, mate. Yep, yep. 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 I'm not great with name pronunciation. It's a diplomatic instant now. Yeah, we'll deal with that in the future. Yeah. Um, well, that is impressive. I wonder how many times that combo does actually work. It would be... I think he said that um, he won two games. Mm. He lost one because an opponent had two paper shields oh. uh, to cancel two wheels within wheels. Mm. And the other loss is... Ah, Viserys Targaryen. Discarding <laughs> attachment. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Please tell me they, just, they waited for the enslaved and then did it. I hope so. Uh, no, no, we will have our power back. That's fine. Yeah, it's just like I'll have fourteen power. The guy with head of the dwarf, head of a dwarf, will have fourteen power, and then uh, yeah, bye bye enslaved. Grim. The issue is well, if someone kills that Viserys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They get your rock paper scissors action in order. Okay. So, um, anything else from you, Peel, or you? Uh, is that your melee experience? That's pretty much mostly my melee experience over. I lost the next game after that. Um, Do you remember what positions or what points you ended on? <laughs> about three, possibly less. <laughs> Maybe better than Josh. That's all we know is I think, definitely better than Josh. Yeah, I think I um I got I came third joint third where I got another three. Yeah, I must have got about seven or eight points from the whole day. Possibly less. Never mind, mate. Yeah. There's always next year. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't there, Reese, how about your uh, melee experience? Well, my melee started off with... I was, I was going to say a hangover, but I was still thoroughly smashed. Yeah, you didn't look great when I saw you in the morning. <laughs> like, I stumble into the venue, and I'm like, Rowan, give me a deck. So Rowan gives me a deck, and I vaguely remember the day before Vince telling me my deck had problems and he was going to fix them. So Rowan gave me a handful of extra cards Vince told him to bring. I made the few changes at Vince's request, and I sit down at my table. There's three of us. I'm playing Targ, No Agenda, with dragons. Mainly three copies of Valerian the Black, because... That's not Valer true. You're playing Heir to the Iron Throne. Well, no, no, no. When I sat down to, for round one, I was playing No Agenda. Oh, then I, okay. I sat next to Frenchman. I'm terrible with his name. He's the guy that won Hand of the Tawny. Brilliant guy, right. brilliant guy. And we're sitting there talking. Wait, at this point, they're breaking up the other tables to have as many four-player tables as possible. So we're getting another player. We're just waiting for them to arrive. And when that person arrives, the guy next to me goes, Ah, Reese, Reese, play an agenda. So I'm like, okay. Put my hand in my box, pull out air to the iron throne. I was like, look, play an air to the iron throne now. I was like, <laughs> wait, wait. 
two things. Go from my deck, take out Alaras, and then he's like, okay, so no military or no intrigue? And I'm like, I, I, I've not looked. <laughs> so I get my deck out again, have a quick flum for him, and I'm like, no intrigue. I know you're playing power behind the throne, but no intrigue. Just to confirm, you said you get your deck out, yeah? Yeah, my, <laughs> definitely okay. needs clarifying when it comes to me, but yes. Yeah, because it, it could be either, couldn't it? Yeah, when it comes to me, definitely. Yeah. Um, so no intrigue, Heir to the Iron Throne, Dragons... My plan is play a Maester, Dragon Law, Balerion the Black, top banter, everyone's everyone's having a great day. Um, I win my first game because on turn two, I play Retaliation, make sure I'm going last, Balerion, everything out. Power Behind the Throne guy's got Standy Jamie, and I'm like, we'll have none of that. Bring some Erin Tron out of Shadows, <laughs> which was top banter. Like, some Erin Tron just, like, you have one stood. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed to rush away. Game two, I'm sat with him again. We have two of the worst melee players I've ever seen. Like, one guy just decided that he was going to let somebody win for literal no reason because he just didn't think to defend a challenge. Then the guy who should have won decided to make his challenge against the wrong person and we ended up being able to stop the challenge right? so if he'd made it against the guy with no defenders. He would have just won the game. And as a punishment, I sent him from 14 power when it should have been 15 all the way to two. <laughs> wow. Two four-claim power challenges. Justice. <laughs> two four-claim power challenges. Drogon blowing up his fiery followers, which had like four power on it. I was like, yeah, that'll teach you. Learn to How, did you, get, how did you get a four-claim power challenge? Uh, Griffin's Roost and Horsegate. <laughs> nice. Oh, <there laughs> I was like, you deserve every bit of this. <laughs> <laughs> And then it was great because I won the first table and the power behind the throne guy won the second table and then we were sat on the same tables together, which was great. Third table, someone was playing the cannot be killed dragons. So I just looked at him and was like, well, I've won. (laughs) I now have better dragons than you, but yours make mine unkillable. Seems legit. Oh, of course, yeah. (laughs) And then the third and then my final table, I bitched my way into coming getting an extra power, including rewinding the game state so someone didn't trigger their Gendry against me because there was no need for him to trigger it. He was going to win the game anyway. And that would turn me from 10, po- 10 power to 9. So I was like, there's no need to be a dick about it. Just let me have my power. Just want to try and sneak into the cut. Bitch and moan nice. for about five minutes. Go full f- whingy French man. Get there. Get my power. Sneak into the cut. And then we have the most fun part of the day. Handed my deck for the deck check. I have a quick look at my deck list. I'm like, there's no plots on this. And everyone's like, what, what do you mean there's no plots? I was like, well, look, there's characters, attachments, events, locations, but no plots. So the, the deck check me, and then we go up to the castle, wait for the cut to happen. I sneak into the cut, and we're in the... Am I getting DQ'd? Am I not? Wolfgang goes... Well, one other mistake. You had another card in your deck box, which isn't on your deck list, so we're giving you a blank card because of that. I was like, fair enough. And for the plots, we all saw you last night and this morning. You were clearly smashed. So we've got a game. If you can name all eight of your plots, we will let you play with them. For every plot you get wrong, we will randomly turn a plot in your plot deck into a blank card. So I was like, wait, so all the plots I get right, I keep. They're like, no. You get, so you get five right, three wrong. 
we will randomly turn three of your plots into blanks. I was like, well, <laughs> so far today, all of my games have ended on turn two, and I've always gone summoning season retaliation. So I snapped got those two, got betrayal because he said there was eight plots, and then I was so lost. <laughs> and then you could just see like all of Team England just watching me do the quiz, and uh, somehow fluked my way through. Got got all eight right. Got to play in the top sixteen. Sat there with Whammer and Anti from Finland and Samuel from Sweden. Anti was playing like Hyper Euron and Samuel was playing like Greyjoy Conquest Barra and Wham was playing his ridiculous uh, Barra Stark thing, plot cycling. Turn one, Whammer wins initiative, makes sure, because Whammer's to my left, makes himself last, me penultimate. So the, the two Scandinavians do all their marshalling. I'm like, turn one, Balerian. So they, they do nothing. Then Whammer uh, just batters me for all my power that I've claimed. Turn two, they all make me first player because I flipped call to court going, I'm going to bounce my Balerian and do that again because it was friggin' hilarious. But they make me first player, so I like not to bounce Balerian. Make a few challenges because there's bungled orders. So we spend about 20 minutes discussing everything. Then the Finnish guy decides that he's going to flip into Forgotten Plans because he thinks he can win. Um, triggers Alarat against me, naming power, so I can't make my second power challenge or defend power challenges I may, I get up to about 10-11 power because I support Whammer otherwise I'd have probably been able to win through power claims and uh, by sword of by, by Guile that I have in my hand but then I pass turn to Whammer and he just makes like one ridiculous like 18 strength power challenge against me claim 2 5 renown make an example and just wins I'm like, and uh, the Oaken Shield port Oh, and the Oaken Shield port, yeah. It, yeah. It was, that power challenge from Whammers must have taken gained about 11 power. It was insane. It was 10. It was 10 power that he gained. Um, I was watching and a Brienne. with people. And a Brienne, yeah. so no one could do shit. Yeah, and someone um, who was watching the game with us said, oh, I just want to go and watch the other table. Am I sort of safe to leave? And I said, yeah, no one's going to win this anytime soon. Um, I think she was about three steps on the table and Whammer won. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, it cuts both ways because normally I say Whammer's definitely going to win and he loses. So at least I had the power in reverse. I, I was just glad that um, I managed to shut down all non-Brits making a challenge or claiming a power in that game. <laughs> I was like, feel free to marshal, but that's all you're doing. Like, nothing else. So yeah, that was fun. Crushing dreams. Yeah. Came second, got seventh overall in the melee, which was brilliant. But I was given the ultimatum live. If I made the cut in the joust and there was any mistake on my deck list, I'd be snapped EQ'd. And I was like, well... That's fair enough. That is quite the predicament to put me in. Didn't yeah. didn't expect to make the cut, so it weren't a problem. I was like, oh, that's fine. I'll write my deck list in the morning. This is what infuriates me about you, Reese. I spent a lot of time planning my... Well, not a lot of time. Um still significantly more time than you planning my melee list and my deck and you rock up on a day pissed don't write a proper deck list and do better yeah I, I was still drunk during by the end of my first yeah game. yeah that's fine we get it <laughs> we get it um dave what about you mate um i played the stewards list which i played last year and i played at worlds which is my go-to melee list um i won my first game i needed one more power and managed to convince uh, a french guy uh, Lanny Stark to let me have an unopposed power challenge to secure him 
I think third, but I was just like, look, you could get battered. Even bad, even worse. So you may as well just let me have this challenge. And he's just like, yeah, okay. Love Lanny so, uh, Great guy. Yeah, he's absolute chap. And um, so that was nice. Uh, I came, took a narrow second at my second table, I believe. Um, and then I took another second to Jakob at my third table. So I really needed to get a win to make the cut. Um, I was in a fairly decent position in my last game. I was playing against uh, Christoph playing, Power <laughs> Behind the Throne, um, Trig playing uh, Dragon Pit, and um, Michal from Poland playing his builder Sansa that he plays in melee and joust all the time. It's <laughs> just a wonderful little deck where, oh, he's got Sansa and he just stacks it with everything and draws a card every time, and then you can't do anything because <laughs> she's just huge and she can't be bypassed by stealth and she's got deadly and stuff. Um, and I was in a reasonable position and I could have won, but uh, I used uh, an only game that matters on Trig to stop him winning, and then he burnt all my guys, and I was sad. Oh, that's not very so nice, is win. it? Yeah, I think I, if, if he hadn't have had the well, I had to use the, mate, the only game that matters. Um, if he hadn't have had the burn, I think I would have taken a timed win. As it was, I... Timed win, still 15 points. Uh, yeah. Um, as it was, I got no power. Threw a power challenge to uh, Mikhail. Didn't realise he had Seaguard and lost. Um, and he won off dominance, possibly. Uh, which is a shame. That's the second game against Michal at Starlek as the last game of the Mellow Swiss that he's beaten me in and I've missed the cut because of. So, Oof. dickhead. Heaven <laughs> <laughs> is bloody but, yeah. That deck is a real difficulty to deal with. Um, but yeah, I had a great time. Uh, so I finished with like 29 points or something. Which was okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll put the deck list up in case people want to see it because I know a lot of people at Worlds like the deck. And it's quite interesting. Um, Wamba played it last year Bambi played it this year as well so it's quite good I'll pop up tomorrow excellent you tell us Craven then tell us about Shireen Shireen's birthday party is the name of the deck Um, (laughs) it only has one copy of the Shireen character agenda because um, I'm not completely insane but um, yeah basically it's a party bob deck so we all know what that does we've talked about party bob on the cast I figured let's give it a blast Um, it's basically just a case of yeah try and get Bob set up and then just wait for the moment to hit when everyone's pants are down and get all their power in one hitting. And um, it worked twice, which I was really, really happy with. Um, I came second in my first game, but um, for some odd reason, my opponent decided to um, take the power needed for the win from me, basically not affecting his board position in the slightest, but significantly hampering mine. So um, thanks for that, pal. What a um, home. Yeah, um, never mind. That's melee for you. It's a silly game anyway. Um, but yeah, it was a party bob deck. Um, had some really, really good games. I think the the first victory I took is entirely down to Ross giving me a power icon back with his Scourge. Um, don't really know why he did it, to be honest. Um, Martel player, well, I think it's what it was. A Martel player across the table took my power icon away. And he was the first person in, in order for responses. And then it rolled around to Ross on my uh, right, who had a power icon. And he used his scourge to just put it straight back, <laughs> um, which was really nice of him. Um, 
Yeah, and it allowed Bob to go to the party. And what a party it was. Um, and in the last game, I was sitting at a table with Costas. I've never played with Costas in Joust or, or Malay. And that was honestly the best Malay game I've ever had. And it went back and forth so many times between three of us. Um, and I did some sort of, you know, pretty good table talk, I think, to secure the victory by the end. Um, my aim on the day, I said to a few of you, was to get Bob up to 50 strength in a challenge. Um, but unfortunately, it never happened. I got him to 24 strength in one go, which is still pretty good um, for a single Pretty character. good. Yeah. Um, but not what I was aiming for. But I finished on 33 points, which was about six points short of uh, making the cut, which is a shame. I really would have liked to. But um, yeah, Malie's all right, but it's not my favourite, I'll be honest. I've never been particularly... Well, actually, that's not true. I used to really like Malie when I started, but when I got towards sort of tournament scenes and that sort of stuff, I've really gone off it. And I can't say I'm probably looking forward to playing it again until next year. I'm not a big fan. Really? I, I've Sorry, really enjoyed you're it. You're not a big fan of what? Sorry? Uh, Malie. I don't, I don't particularly enjoy Malie games. All right. I do. I like it with the right crowd, with the right decks, in the right mood. It's awesome. We had a great one on the Thursday, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, we... let, let me qualify that by saying I don't particularly enjoy competitive melee. Mm. Just don't treat it like competitive melee then. Just Sorry, did, up, we, did we play melee on the Thursday? Yes, we did. We did, Pim. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I don't think he, he was win. really there. <laughs> to be <honest. laughs> he made some strange decisions. Yeah. <laughs> don't remember that at all. Yeah. I think you, you decided played... to spend all your gold turn one on uh, Euron <laughs> and then wondered why everyone hated you. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like, you had Euron and one Judd, and we were just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. My overriding sort of memory of that game is you kind of just complaining and looking at your hold for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty much what happened. That's it's your pretty tournament. Much what happens what? most melee is just like I just don't stage. enjoy them. Yeah. So like, why are we was, playing this game? It's silly. That was Friday then. Um, we all were in the retired. We had a lovely meal, didn't we? Um, no, we didn't. We went that to the kebab Thursday. shop. We went to the kebab, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, the, we went for a lovely meal on Thursday. We did have a lovely apple meal strudel. Oh. God, we had no, no, that that was lunch. We went for dinner as well. Did you? Oh, yeah. That's why we were up in the castle so late. We went for a nice sit-down meal. Had yeah. had a pizza. Uh, they gave us the wrong pizzas, which is still very nice. But oh, uh, it's so funny. Peel got my spicy, spicy pizza, pizza. <laughs> and he muscled his way through it. Bless him. <laughs> I thought it was just a hot pizza. I thought chorizo. Well, that's kind of semi-hot on occasion. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not as hot as that one was because I was fully wolfing that down without any regard for it, thinking it must be mine. They've got the order right, and then apparently they got it completely wrong. They gave yeah. you, gave the three gave the two people who wanted hot pizzas just not hot pizzas. Yeah, Craven and I were heartbroken by the whole thing. <laughs> no, no, I was so looking forward to a spicy one. You just, we we're just like, go on, then we'll swap, and you're like, no. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. I want my spicy pizza. Halfway yeah, but that one was. Yeah. I was halfway through it. <laughs> it's a bit so, late by that point. So, Pizza. Joust then, chaps. Obviously, this is a big day. So, um, let's have the edited highlights of this. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll say, not to give anything away, but maybe we'll start in a... Well, we'll leave Dave and Reese to the end because they've got a little bit more to talk about. Um, I'll go first, I guess, because I went last last time. Um, I was playing Greyjoy, obviously. 
It was um, a no agenda uh, using Aaron Damp here for the draw. So a no agenda obviously becomes an agenda. And I built it around Jacken because I haven't done that before. And I fancy giving it a go. Um, testing was pretty positive. I knew I was going to have a bad matchup against Baron Knights. So that never seemed to go too well. But um, yeah, it went quite well. I will probably put the list up if I can be asked. Um, and I finished on a very, very disappointing 4-4. Four and four. Um, And I hold completely responsible for this. The judge I called over to my table in the first round. Now, I've, I've moaned about this to a lot of people, so a lot of people listening probably heard this story already, but you can hear it again, so tough. Um, I was <laughs> playing against a chap who was playing Baratheon aloof apart, and he had a bloody good start to my two-card setup, which was awful, um, which I mulliganed into from a four, so there's a lesson there. Um, yeah, Stannis out, yeah, quite a lot of you know, good stuff coming. I wanted to Valor turn two. I knew he was going to power of blood. So I thought, right, I need to play a heavy defense on this round, get the power of blood out of the way, bank on the fact that there's not a second one, Valor then when I've got my save network set up and I should be able to take control of this. Whether that would have happened, I don't know. There's lots of variables, but that was a plan. Round two, just to delay him a little bit, I had cold hands to weigh Stannis. The next, towards the end of the round, he tells me, oh, you need a power on your house guard because Stannis gains priors because he's um, cost four. I said, yeah, yeah, I know he does, but you don't get the prize for cold hands. And this person was like, well, no, you do because he's prize, he's leaving play. And I said, well, I see where you're coming from, mate, but you are wrong. It's prize is awarded when people go to the dead or discard pile. But I tell you what, I'm not going to, pressure you're expected to take my word for it let's call a judge over and then you can take it from the judge he's like yeah okay that's fair enough so i was like judge yada 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 this is a situation the judge without missing a beat goes yeah it's prized and he said it was such clarity with such certainty but i thought hang on a second maybe i'm wrong and i said well no i'm sure that's not right and this judge was absolutely adamant uh, in one of those sort of ways, if someone asks you such an obvious question, they're like, well, yeah, of course it's prized. But I thought, well, hang on. I was so perplexed that I kind of just let it go. And I know now I shouldn't have done it. I should have called in another judge or whatever. But Yeah, you yeah this, is a good, this is a good lesson for anyone going to tournaments. If you call over a judge and you think they've given you an incorrect ruling, you are well within your right to appeal. Yeah. So you can either appeal to another judge or to the head judge. Yeah. What, so I know in games it may not be the case in Thrones because it's a much more casual atmosphere. But in in game in the larger games, you you appeal to the head judge. The head judge will come over, and you won't be able to appeal the head judge's wrong. The head judge's wrong is final, and you will have yeah. to accept that. But the head judge is the head judge for a reason. They don't make mistakes. Yeah. No, it's a valuable lesson because um, it was ruled that the power in my house comes gave this guy something to claim for his power challenge, which. I could defend and stop being unopposed, which was my game plan, but I couldn't win. Um, and then he won in dominance on the one power. Now, I will never know what would have happened. Um, I would have flipped Valor next turn. I had a, car, a hand for the cards. He had nothing, no draw. His entire board would have died. Mine would have been unaffected. Cold hands would have left play. Stannis would have come back in, leaving me with a duped, saved Fion going into his first marshalling. Stannis is dead. I'd have been far better off. I'll never know. Um, and that was on a bad judge's call. Now, I know judges are all human. 
Um, everyone's fallible. But as Reese has pointed out, this is a great lesson. If you if a judge comes over and tells you something which you know is wrong, get another judge. Um, so yeah, it kind of put me on a bit of a spin. I was I was furious. I think I came up to you guys. I was livid with this. Yeah, um, it's a really shitty ruling as well because if prizes work like that, then Gaston Gray would be just completely broken. Well, I'd get that. so many points. It's just like so. It's just like oh well, how could people not know that kind of thing? It's yeah. just yeah, it really irritated me. Yeah, it pissed me off big time. Um, so I was on a bit of a spin from that, and uh, I think, I mean, it does affect you having something really not to win that much sales. Um, and I think I lost my next game, and I thought, oh man, I'm I'm going on one here, I'm going down. Um, but I had some good moments, I had some good wins come afterwards, um, and I want to tell you a little story about a scurvy cutthroat, everybody. Now I've had some flack for scurvy cutthroat in the past, um, somewhat rightfully so, somewhat not. This deck, I put them in, in my little chud slot, because this deck relies upon uh, Fion and Wendemir. That's my draw engine. Now, what they both have in common is they are very easily enslavable. Couldn't give a shit about Venomous Blade. I've got like 13 saves in this deck and loads of cancels. I can probably sort Venomous Blade out. Enslave, I can't really do anything about. So I thought, well, I need some sort of backup. I called my old mate Scurvy Cutthroat. Um, as it turned out, I didn't stop a Mel's favour or an enslaved all day. But I sit down at the table with a Targaryen player, and um, he gets a maester out without the gates turn one. And then I've got a scurvy cutthroat on the board, not really thinking anything about this. I thought, well, it might stop a flame kiss, but I've got Mokoro and Risen from the Sea for that, so I'm not that bothered. Now, as, it, um, as we was sub- subsequently pointed out to me this was illegal as well I obviously wasn't really thinking too much this day but he um, incinerated my scurvy cutthroat during marshalling now I had a big board out and I thought hmm why are you incinerating that scurvy cutthroat that seems a bit strange I think I better save him <laughs> so, I, so I did save him and then this maester appears and there's a bit more and there's a bit of an iron from him and then he passes so okay and then, next turn, he uses spending the winter stores. This is very strange. What's going on here? Oh, look. It's Dragon Law. Someone's running Valerian, aren't they? And as it turns out, he was. But he couldn't afford to pay for him because that scurvy cutthroat was on the field. So when I saw another two in my next draw, I mastered all three of them. <laughs> um, they all saved Um... And uh, yeah, basically, I locked out the big marquee centerpiece because he couldn't play Dragon Law. And at one point, he gave it a shot. He thought, fuck it, I'm going to give it a go. And he played it. And I was like, nope. Scurvy Cutthroat left. Dragon Law fell off. That massive Valerian stayed in his hand. Subsequently, fell to Intrigue Claim. Um, so there's a little story for you, chaps. Um, the Scurvy Cutthroat has seen off Valerian the Black. There is uh, no fear in the dragon in the deck. So that was probably the highlight of my tournament, actually. <laughs> <coughs> that's a pretty high point though to be fair yeah that's pretty good um <coughs> so um yeah but jazz for me though after that yeah it, when jack and worked he worked absolutely fine um i lost quite badly to um mateus's lanny aloof and apart deck and i saw the combo, combo coming a mile off <coughs> where you um wheels within wheels out of a castle plot into rule by decree <coughs> and destroy the hand. Um, I mulliganed really hard to set up a Harren Hall, but couldn't find it. So 
that was it really <coughs> so that was it yeah um four and four quite a disappointment um but at least it wasn't a losing record which i would have been really really upset with so there we go that was it for me uh for my joust day i had a relatively successful day i managed to pull off a full house yeah that's right a win a mod win a draw a mod loss and the rest were losses um, <laughs> so when you think of it like that it wasn't that great but it was a full house so i can go wait okay. and I'm, I'm, if you've ever played poker poker full house definitely beats a flush so you know you can keep your Five of a kind, or what? Actually, no, it doesn't beat four of a kind, no, does it? It, it, it doesn't. It no. wouldn't really be relevant. So, <laughs> if anything, you beat me that day, Craven. But I had a, I had a full house in the process. So, surely Craven just got a pair. <laughs> four wins. That's four of a kind. No, no, no. That's a pair. That's a pair of fours. It's a pair of fours. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely a pair, a pair of fours. That's a pair of fours, mate. Shit. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Flush would be five wins. Yeah, but if they'd got five wins, I'd still is, is that... full health. So you'd have to get six wins in order to beat me. So yeah, there you go. I got the equivalent with a full house of six wins. <laughs> That's the way I'm going to think about it. <laughs> you made the cut. Yeah, boy. Um, but no, I did horrendously. Um, I really did. I think I built my deck in a horrendous state the morning before. I I didn't take out half the cards I intended to, so it was a really it was a proper heavy deck, and it wasn't meant to be. I trimmed it down beforehand and made it really nice. Um, before we left to go to Starlek, I'd made it so it was about 70, 75 cards at max. So true. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, that is. And then when I took it into the tournament, there must have been at least 95 cards in it. Because, because <laughs> <laughs> like, there was 20. Where did these cards come from? I don't know, but they're in there now. So I had to. Melee. <laughs> did you just shuffle your melee deck and all of the other cards you had with you? <laughs> I think I might have. <laughs> I don't know what happened when I was building it the next morning I was so like just gone I just couldn't focus on anything I was like oh this will be fine da, da, da. <laughs> no, it just went horribly wrong so uh, that didn't help them. then again saying that at least it meant I got all the fun stuff out um, so I mean I did manage to do a bit of cheeky fun time stuff. <laughs> so you'd be running all like the power claim events and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like At one point I drew it. Claim. I was like, oh, brilliant. Superior claim. <laughs> Success. I only have, to be fair, I only have one copy of Superior Claim in there, so it wasn't that that's, bad. That's yeah. worrying that you're running one copy of your restricted card in melee. <laughs> out of eight, you Oh, no, no, no. In the melee deck, I was running three, so I took all three of them out. I think. I don't know. I. <laughs> I was so drunk that and that building decks and everything just went completely out the window. I wish I'd just taken two separate decks and then I couldn't have fucked with them in the slightest. But the morning before a massive tournament, I'm sat there with more units of alcohol in my blood than possibly half of Ireland. I was just kind of just oh, it's horrible. I know that feeling, buddy. I know that feeling. But it was a fun day. I I mean I made a deal with everyone that like and you could tell we all made a deal kind of. Two beers, then or two losses, then we start drinking beers, and then every everyone from that point on who had a beer in their hand knew had lost twice. <laughs> it was just by by the end of it, everyone was just drunk. Um, all half yeah. English, well, yeah, a good. I think most of the English people were smashed by the end of that, um, which was really nice and fun to see. So I wasn't on my own, and you know, I didn't do the worst out of 
I didn't come last. I came, I think, about 190th, which, you know, that's not that shit. If you were Scottish, you'd have been able to play on the Sunday for Team Scotland. Exactly, and that's what I have to think of. And next year, I am (laughs) tempted to fly a different flag instead of the English flag, just so I can have a bit of fun on the team event the next day. (laughs) Team Wales, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Good game. Do you want to tell us about um, your favourite card in the deck, Peel, which has become a bit of a a meme in the European community now? Yeah, I think I started something which is either hate or love. (laughs) Um, I, I shouting much and more got um at the start was fucking brilliant. Like the first time I shouted that out was it on the the day of the melee and everyone yeah. joins in like all the Brits like yes. And then on the next day it got even more louder. And then by one period people were shouting out. And I, I mean this in a nice way. There was a, a Spanish guy sat opposite me on the table further away. <laughs> he was shouting out much and more. He wasn't even playing cards. He was just shouting out much and more. I don't think he quite knew what was going on. No, I caught <laughs> someone doing that as well. Yeah. I caught someone just leaning back shouting out much and more. I was like, the guy hasn't got any fucking cards in his hand. Like, no. He definitely hasn't got much and more. Yeah. But he's having a good time, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I think that no, was No, it nice. does matter. He's lying. My yeah. favorite, I must admit, my favourite much and more, though, came in the team final the second day. And I'm sorry to bring this up early, but when someone shouted much and more, um, and just no one... Sh- just straight out silence. Even though <laughs> five minutes before it had been played and we all joined in. Afterwards, just no one joined in. It was, it was such a... Like, if there was like a place for ever like play one of those soundtracks, like crickets playing their little back. Like, <laughs> that would have been it. We even got told off for it as well. Like, will you stop shouting that? People are taking this game seriously. We just... Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, they just shouted it, mate. Yeah. Wasn't yeah, us. That was, that was during a team event, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um... So yeah, we made some enemies, I think, but we also made some friends. So overall, it was great experience. because uh, it it just got louder and louder over the course of the day. As not only did more Brits start starting it because <laughs> Sweeney and Mate were both running much and more. Yeah, they were. So there were three of you doing it. Seven copies, at least, of much more between you. Yeah. Um. So within five minutes of a round starting, it would go off. And everyone would gradually join in. So, uh, like, Raul from Spain was doing it, and the Poles were doing it, and other people were doing it. Gradually, it got more and more over the course of the day until probably a good 50 people were shouting it by the end of it. Um, but it was also good because it started off, and it was really funny when it started off. And then it got to about round four or five, and it's just like, this is really annoying me now, but I'm going to keep shouting it because it's the done thing. And then by round eight, it was really funny again. Yeah, and by round eight, everyone like. who was also doing it originally was absolutely fucking lathered so it got to the point where it it started off as a sober man in the middle of the morning shouting it out for shits and giggles by the end of it every single drunk person in the entire thing was just screaming at the top of their lungs um, this this event card which kind of worked out and I mean it's not technically back in the second edition but I'm going to make sure it it happens yeah Alex Alex Hines has suggested that we've called we call it something like a we shout, pack your bags or something, because it does look like he's trying to give you some booze. Yeah. But... Um, and as we discussed last week or the, a couple of weeks ago, is it a bottle of Bailey's? It could be, rather than some other red. And then the second edition players will be even more confused, because we're <laughs> referencing an in-joke of ours and a first edition card, the which is completely not relevant at all. So then it's like, why do you shout, pack your bags, when you play Gift from the Arbor or whatever it is? And uh, we're just like, well... It's a long story, but we were on a Sunday in England. Yeah. We were a bit bored, and we wanted the pub to stay over later. Sit down, my summer child, and I will tell you. <laughs> it was a legacy. Of... 
The oh. wonders of first edition and uh, drinking in the cocks. But hey, hope. Next year, I will be playing Tyrell. So, I mean, as everyone knows that fully, going in, we'll all have a good time. Um, but I'm, I'm sure at the UK Nationals, whatever's going to be chanted at the next Starleg will be determined there. Um, well, I think, uh, I think what it will be, what you'll be running is uh, a Greyjoy Treaty Too Much and More. Greyjoy Treaty Too Much and More yeah. is your agenda. Because I, if I play Martel, I will always have a copy of He Calls It Thinking with it. That's just a thing that's going to happen. Mm, true. I'll never leave home without it. What is... Um, just use it as my house card. <laughs> so, why not, eh? Yeah. Should be good. Well, worst case, yeah. I just have much more in my deck and I can bring it out for special occasions. And try yeah. and play it. And if any, if no one complains while I'm trying to play it, then it goes through successful. Well, if the event costs zero, I'm sure most people won't mind you using it as an alt art version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? It yeah. does the same, you just kneel your faction card. Yeah, yeah, I'll Fine. do it. I'll do it. Don't worry about me, I'll get this shit nailed. Yeah, so we need to get uh we need to get some alt arts done for gift from the arbor or whatever it is. Gift yeah. from the arbor, right? Eh? With with the much and <laughs> much and more artwork. That yeah. art is terrible. Where? What? The much, much and more art. Well gift of the right. arbor. No, much oh, more. It's the front of a chapter pack, so that's pretty exciting. So, so, so therefore, it's not terrible. Um, well, I disagree. It can still be terrible. That's just an interesting thing. Okay. Is it the right chapter pack or not? Probably not. I don't think they, it is. The, the card on the front of a chapter pack is never actually in the chapter pack. That'd make way too much sense for FFG. Uh, Victorian is. He's on the front of um. Rise of the Kraken or Reach of the Kraken or something. Oh, I like the in that. He's in that K. He's in that. Uh, it, no, much and more is in a harsh mistress, but it is the front of Valid O'Harris. So Classic FFG. Yeah. I like it. Little oh, Jon Snow oh. knowing nothing, being led away by Melisandre. It's going to get kinky right there. Mm. You know, it's going to go down. It's going okay. Down. Any more on your uh, Joust Day appeal? Um, I would love to be able to give you more, Dave. I really would, but in, in all honesty, I don't remember much. After I lost the first two games, it kind of went out the window. Sure. Yeah, I'll talk briefly about my day then. Go on in. Okay, I played Solar again, same deck as Worlds. Uh, I took out a Bandit of Summer, um, and I added in. You took uh, out some... what? A Bandit El of Bandito. Summer. Oh. El Bandito. Dave, yeah, sold uh, out, man. Oh, yeah, I still had one. All right. I, I just dropped one. Uh, added some choosing the spears, which were amazing. Hallelujah. Um, yeah, and went with it. Uh, I had a buy round one, which is really convenient because Waffle left his deck list in the hotel. Um, <laughs> and then I played uh, Hot Iron Victory, which was. It looked pretty cagey to begin with, but a surprise dark start with a choosing the spear completely turned the game. And Legit. after that, it was just yeah, easy. It's just like I I played taken captive, and then he flipped fear of winter, so I stole one of his guys, and I played at the gates. So suddenly, I had two more guys than he was expecting. So I was like, sweet. Yeah. Um, I like one of my favourite design victory. I really do. I always have done, but a bit of a strange choice in the current climate. Yeah. Well, I had to nuke a merc. I had to sacrifice a mercs to it to win, but it was like yeah, well worth it. Easy. Um. One of my favourite combos with this deck, or plot lines, is opening with time for Ravens to make it summer, then flipping Taken Captive, stealing one of their blokes turn three, 
um, but also flipping into because often if you flip taken captive, people will valor the turn afterwards, so you don't get any of their stuff. Uh, so immediately <laughs> flipping at the gates. So if you they do valor, you can save one of your uh, Martel characters with the Maester of the Sun, yeah. and if they don't, then you've just got two extra characters for free on the plot phase. So it's really good, really really good. Um, yeah, after the Iron Victory, uh, where I think there were eleven Brits in a row playing against nine Spaniards, which is really bizarre. And then for the next few rounds, like the top Brits were paired with the top Spaniards going up the table. So uh, after beating a Spaniard, I played a Spaniard who was playing House of Dreams Door and Solar. Just to interrupt you, actually, uh, that happened a lot, I think, because I think my yeah. rounds, my round three and round five, was all Brits versus all Dutch. Um, and yes. all day, I spent the whole day with Mach and Josh, and um, at varying times, uh, Wex all sat in a line together, which was lovely. So, the Apparently, it's happens. to do with the uh, yeah, the surnames were all England. Yeah, and yeah, because it pairs by surname rather than randomly, and everyone's nationality was added as a surname. So we all got sat, sat next to each other and not against each other. It's a really good system because it avoids you playing people from the same country in the yeah. Swiss. It was nice. Yeah, which, which probably makes sense for the European Championships, I think. Um, even if it isn't truly random. Uh, yeah, so I played another solar deck, um, piloted by Jeff. Uh, that was pretty easy, to be fair. I took a Green Sears out of his hand and had one for his cities. So it was pretty simple. Um, and then I played another solar deck, piloted by another Spaniard, whose name I forget, unfortunately, but he was lovely. <clears throat> uh, and he lives in Canterbury. Ooh. So I've told him to come up to the tournaments in London. Uh, that was incredibly close. I got to 14 power before he snatched it away from me um, with a clutch Savas on my uh, game-winning military challenge, uh, which was a shame. Uh, and then I played a Stark deck. Uh, and if if you've been following my uh, my Worlds report, you'll know that I lost three games at Worlds and they were all to Stark. So this was this game was against a, a Spaniard, obviously, um, playing Stark, House of Dreams, Harren Hall, with Mira Reed, um, and uh, unfortunately I flipped taken captive turn one, and then forgot to, to forget forgot to take his character turn two. Um, the only character I could have taken was Sam, and he actually drew three cards from Sam that turn, so that was pretty grim for me. Um, we realised halfway through the challenges phase, so we said, oh, "Well, it's too late to do the draw." But uh, I took Sam halfway through a challenge as kind of a consolation prize, and still <laughs> that got the sounds new, so the dodgy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I took him halfway Carry through the challenge. <laughs> um, yeah, killed his military claim, but I, I still lost the game. Uh, I, had, I gave it a good run, but no such luck. And then I played a deck that that you played, Craven. I played uh, Pole playing um, Dampair. Ugh. And he was using um, sweets as power and gold tokens. I did that once um, when I played against Whammo in the store championship this year. Rayleigh, um, yeah. I was using sweets as my power tokens, but I completely absentmindedly ate them. <laughs> <laughs> so halfway through the game, I was like, hang on a second. I had like seven power in a go. I'd eaten five power. Made me think about it. Yeah. So Error. Don't, don't fucking do it. Yeah. Top tip. Um, yeah? Taken captive abused in that game because he, he popped out air on um 
I didn't trigger anything, so he couldn't use Harrenhal. I yeah. took air on. I managed to murder Theon and Wendermere between blades and military claim. Oi! Uh, and then he didn't valor, thinking I had outwit. <coughs> I was left with no hand and just damp hair, and I had a full board. GG, uh, well played. He actually, yeah, he actually conceded, so that was pretty crazy. Um, I played against the Lannister House of Dreams Manda deck, which was pretty simple because I don't Lannister like to do entry challenges, and I don't care about entry challenges. Yeah. And Lannister like to kneel, and I have loads of Vengeful and the Viper, so it doesn't really matter. Like the Poison Spear Viper, yeah. uh, who stands himself, so that's fine. Uh, so I won that, and I was going. Um, so I was five and two. And if I made, if I won the next game, I was making the cut. If I lost the next game, I wasn't making the cut. And I played against Linus from Sweden, who was playing Quentin with Blade as restricted. Um, I had a thinking for the scavenger, but he thinkinged it back. And he actually saw two venomous blades turn one. And between them and an Aris Oak cart, he wiped my and military claim. He wiped my board turn one and had quite a nice setup himself, which was really tough to deal with. Um, so I basically just played a stalling game, just stopping him get as you know, making him get as little power as possible. Um, having to like hold hands as renowned characters and surpass them to remove the power and that kind of thing. Um, and the game turning, the game turned on his uh, aftermath turn, where obviously he had to discard down except his renowned characters. Uh, I managed to remove one from something I, I had. Uh, I think I brought I may have, I may have brought the work mercs out of that turn or something. Uh, no, not the Mercs, I didn't see them. Um, but I managed to pop Darkstar into play to defend like a game-winning power challenge, even though he died to de- Deadly. Uh, I just stall him a bit, and it came out of the final turn, where t- plot seven I had uh, flipped to the Spears. And by the end of my his challenges, I, um, he was on 12 power, and I just had Ariane, who had been scourged, and like a knelt claims oak guy. So he made a, you know, an intrigue challenge with Darkstar. I led it unopposed. He got to 14. And then he said, okay, you take dominance. And I said, no, sorry. I've, I've got actions. Um, discarded, uh, paid a gold to get a Dragonbone Dagger. Discarded the Dragonbone Dagger to give Ariana military. Paid another gold. Discarded it again to give her a second military. So she actually had one. And uh, military challenge, killing Darkstar and Garrus. Clearing his board. I, I witnessed this happen. I was standing behind, behind your opponent. I came over to watch you do this, and oh, I could have, I could have taken you then. Yeah. So, and he reaches over, and goes, and kneels my Ariane, and I said, "No, it's to the spears. She doesn't kneel." To the and spears. He goes, Hallelujah. Oh, so his board is wiped, and suddenly he looks a bit nervous. So I discard a Dragonbone Dagger again to get an intrigue and clear his hand out, and then to use it a third time to do the two claim power, and uh, then bring it back to my hand and win dominance. Uh, and suddenly we're on even power. He doesn't have any cards in hand and he hasn't got a board. Not Ariane and Claimsoak. Yeah. So then going into the last plot, he flips summoned to get the Viper. I make myself, I flip Fury to go first, drop out a Viper of my own and a Conclave or something else. And he just concedes. Um, but yeah, it was a real, you know, squeaky bum time for a couple of turns trying to stall out until I managed to get all the parts in place to Ariane to just do it for me. It was a pleasure to watch you work. Crazy, yeah. Um, so, uh, I thought you was done for. I really did. And when I saw the Dragon Man Dagger in your discount pile, I thought, ah-ha-ha, I know what's going to happen here. Yeah. Give all the icons to everybody. Yeah. Um, described well, no, Ariane. Yeah, true. Uh, Waffle described it as a Martel masterclass. 
He said it was when he watched Whammer play Targ last year. It was like that, but Martel, which was pretty high praise. But I, I did play it pretty well, <laughs> especially because you know it was a Lannister card doing most of the work. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's the beauty of it. Um, yeah, Dragonbone Dagger is such a clutch card in that deck. It's just that and the Dornish Hermitage. When you've got it up and running, it's just what you know. How can you calculate all the permutations of the challenge when I could just give everyone the right icon yeah that's insane. absolutely i mean when we had a little warm-up game even though i lost it on the on the thursday when i had the newly made lord i had a choice if you remember between the scourge and and hermitage and i took the hermitage out because it's just over the long term far more dangerous oh definitely the, the scourges yeah um <clears> in uh <throat> in one of the mirror matches against another door and solar deck we actually both chucked our scourges to um to Dornish Hermitage because they're useless. Mm. If you scourge my Ariane, I will just give her an icon later with the Hermitage. Yeah. You'll, I'll never trigger the response. Firstly, there's the risk that you're thinking it. And secondly, I can just do it when I need the icon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And <laughs> even if I do, it's just giving me draw. Uh, yeah, so I made the cut, uh, top 32. Um, and I played against a Stark deck. Wop, wop. Um... And, yeah, straight out the gates, he had Varys turn one for um, my Harmanulla, who was the only military icon I saw for about four turns. So I was really on the back foot. Um, Mage was watching it. He said I only made one play mistake where I forgot to trigger the blade, which was obviously a pretty big mistake because my character died. Um, but the saving grace is that I did get to cancel Mira's response, stopping her going back to shadows, Yay. and therefore essentially cancelling her save. Because she Legit. was that, which was nice. Yeah. Um, at one point, my opponent used Old Nan to make my character a refugee, and then uh, proceeded to play Igrit, and with a confused look on his face, which was pretty funny. Uh, but by that point, it really didn't matter. Any uh, what a frozen solid on the Hermitage, and I was done for. <clears throat> but I was pretty happy with my showing overall, and in two tournaments, I made the cut both times. I lost six games, and five of them were to Stark. So there's definitely a weakness there, either, and one was a mirror match. So either it's me or it's the deck, but there is a bad matchup with Stark there. You are the captain. It's got to be frozen solid, hasn't it? It's got to be frozen solid. Yeah, frozen solid solid. is so good. Um, I think, yes, and of course I was top ranking Swiss, so I am now England's captain. You are the new wedge. Yeah, I am the new wedge. He was always my king, Dave. He was always my king. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So yeah, just a closing point on that. Um, the Oberyn Shield Bearer is amazing. Choosing the Spear is awesome. And Dornish Hermitage just wrecks face. And the list will go up if people want to have a look, but it's probably a bit late now. So <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. never can get to play it again. Oh, it's, it's such a fun deck. I, <clears throat> I first played it before it was spoiled. And I had such fun with it, but was bored by the time it actually got released. So it's good to finally play it. Yeah, it baffled me actually because when it first came out, it didn't really make much of an impact, and it's been, been a bit of a slow burner, hasn't it? Mm. The solar, it's come around right near the end. Well, I think the lock, the <clears throat> the lack of burn helped, right? Oh, it has to yeah. definitely, yeah. Has to have had something to do with it. Um, Reese, go on in, mate. Tell us about your day, um, how well you did, and, and yeah, what stood out to you, what didn't, and what did you play? Oh, well, for. Given my obscene love of jank, um, 
if I'd play Maximum Jank and I'd play Quentin. Like, <laughs> the most standard Quentin list going, uh, basically. I uh, fiddled with the economy after Paris. Like Par- the Paramore Invitational and Paris, I played the exact same deck list. I was really happy with it, but I really friggin' hated the bloody gate. It is utter shite. Were you happy with the deck list in your first game at the Paramore Invitational? I don't know if you mentioned that in the... Oh, uh, no. In the thing? <laughs> no. I don't know who Whammer is, because I borrowed the deck off Whammer, and I don't know who where this where this guy gets off, giving me a Quentin deck. <laughs> where I does Whammer get off? <laughs> turn one, summoned by the Conclave. I look at my opponent, Jack Mitch, and I'm like, I get flea bottom scavenger. Click from a deck. Wasn't there, was it? Sorry, must have missed it. Go for it again. It's like whammer. It's like ah, I was expecting this. Where's my flea bottom scavenger? There isn't one. Dave, where's your Martell folder? <laughs> so I just get up, go get flea bottom scavenger, get a sleeve, put it on, then point to mate and go look. This is what I get. Which was funny because that meant. Uh, and then in the top four, I discovered there was no Dark Star, but I was like, I think I'm fine with that. Like, it's one of those cards I never would have thought to cut, but now it's gone, I'm, I don't really miss it. Really? But I'm Scavenger. Yeah, no. Dark Star's great, but I have one copy of the Scourge, and that's the only way I can get him, get him in. And he leads to poor decision making. Too many people just won't play him. Yep. I'm like, sure. I can't guarantee that I'm not going to make that mistake. It just puts yourself in too bad, too common a position to make the mistake of not marshalling him when you're meant to. Yeah, I have to agree with you, actually. Um, in the past, I've kept him in my hand because I think, oh, this will be funny. Um, yeah, I, I've seen so many people go into challenges with four gold and a dark star in their hand. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, just get him on the table. Yeah, like, he's covering now and, and vengeful. Like, why, why is he not in play? But yeah, like he's good, um, obviously. But the entire deck's so good; it's full of good cards. So, but the, the big thing True. I wanted to change after Paris was Bloody Gate is utter shite. Everyone's like, but sometimes you get the double reduction. It's like if you get the double reduction, that means you've got the Red Viper Dora and, and Ariane. You've got two of those in in your hand. You're winning the game. Like yeah. the Bloody Gate's irrelevant. I'd rather just have my economy be in a position where I can set up multiple pieces of it. And I don't want to be spending two gold in setup on an economy. Are you, are you running the C's? No, I took all the C's out as well. I yeah, went I, for, I, I took three C's and the bloody gate out after Paris and added two King's Roads, Flea Bottom, and then I converted a water garden to a river row. And sure. then I, I took I went from sixty one back down to sixty and went down to thirteen economy cards. So yeah, all of my Extra tech for Starlek, economy. <laughs> Literally just economy, because I think the setup I had was so good. Me and Andreas had a few chats about it. Um, I got him around to dropping Sir Jamie, dropping Cold Hands, but he he wanted to keep like his aggressive plots, and I was like, no man, Forgotten Plans is the best aggressive plot you'll get. But he was playing like Game of Thrones. Yeah, but he's like he wanted things like Game of Thrones because he was like, you just want to be aggressive. I'm like, no, I, I think I played Quentin wrong. I don't see it as a deck full of really good renowned characters that rushes to 15. It's a Gaston deck where you stop your opponent getting to 15 and then accidentally hit 15 yourself. I think the beauty of Quentin is that it can be whatever you like, whenever yeah. it needs to be. 
Like it's got all the, especially when it had the viper around the blade. Like it, it, it just does things. Like there's plenty of control. There's plenty of rush. And if you've got a couple of two claims, there's a bit of aggro in there as well. It's just really good at <coughs> giving your opponent difficult decisions to make. That you well, also my favorite thing, Quentin, is you always have decisions to make. So it really does reward good play skill. It really rewards me for being able to make the decisions better than my opponent. Like, so through the three tournaments I've played with it, like, I had continued success with it. And in well over half the games I was playing, I was like, I'm playing this one specific game better than you because I'm making the correct decisions. And there were a lot of times where I just didn't think my opponent was making the correct decisions given the information he had of what I had in play. And sure. So... I was very, very happy with Quentin as a deck choice going into this. Now, also, the red it, I was, Yeah, I was going to say, it may be obvious to people who know you, but it's not completely obvious that your restricted card was the Viper and not the Blade. Yeah, because which moment, is... a lot of people are saying Blade, and both are valid, but I think you are right. The Viper is probably better in Quentin at the moment, because people do not prep for the Viper. Yeah, uh, and if we move on to my tournament, Swiss, so turn one, I played Baronite. Guy was... Not there to do much winning. Uh, there was one time he tried to trigger three different limited responses. And I was like, no and no. Um, you can have the first one, but not the other two. That's fine. Then I just... He was playing Baron Knights, lots of Rainbow Guard, and then just played the Red Viper, made about ten challenges, and won the game. <laughs> Rounds two, three, and four, though, I played Stark, House of Dreams, How and How. And all three of my opponents seemed shocked when I played the Red Viper and a bit disheartened. And it quickly became apparent why. This is a very popular deck after the success at Worlds. But no one seemed to put any thought into how to ever deal with a Red Viper. Like, all three of my opponents basically just essentially conceded on sight because the deck can do nothing to stop him. I was like, this is acceptable. But which could that weird, not be said about a lot of decks, though? So what is it particularly about this Harrenhal build which um, falls over to, to Hyperviper? Well, um, well, their big plan is to just shut you down with things like no quarter, right? And then Edmure totally yeah. shuffle it, no quarter back, and get more, multiple um, Target no quarters and just and, yeah. and just keep, keep your board down. And I'm like, okay, <clears throat> so what you're saying is as long as I have someone to choose to claim that it's in the Red Viper, that no quarter does nothing relevant. Okay. Yeah, uh, remember, Thanks. of course, that the world's deck did run cities. Which yeah, can... and most of Europe weren't running cities, which no. was definitely helpful. Yeah. yeah, but in all three of my games, uh, on the turn I was uh, about to win, I was like, I'm not sure what's happening, forgotten plans, save me from most things. And all three of my games, I won with forgotten plans revealed. My opponent also had forgotten plans revealed. It was surreal. Oh, to the Spears? Nah, got plans. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> you laugh. It, I think the first time I played Forgotten Plans was like round seven. Mm. Like, I I was so close to cutting to the Spears. Like, I think that's the most cuttable plot in my plot deck. Because anytime you play it, you tend to be winning. And it's like your closing plot. And I'm like, at that stage, any plot is good enough. Ah, see, I like it as a uh, as more of a tempo plot where you play it quite early. And you're just like, right, deal with me now. Let's go. Let's make lots of challenges with lots of things and force you into doing something. And then I could flip at the gates to get a maester to save one of my big characters. 
and um, when they inevitably Valor the next turn. Yeah, no, I, I like it as that. I like a, a, a pressure plot. It's great yeah, as a close, obviously, and there's plenty of times where people have just conceded because I have like three Tricon Renown characters, but yeah. Yeah, but I really, for my pressure plots, all I want is a two claim plot, which I can then make a three claim challenge of Ariane, whether that be intrigue or power. I think that's way more be- way more beneficial than uh, to the spheres in a large percentage of the time. Fair enough. So, yeah, if I was to do anything, I'd. I'd seriously consider changing it for Fallen from Favour, which bugs me because I hate that plot, but I just like the idea of putting a House Messenger on the bottom of my deck and going to go again. <laughs> I, I've i had mixed results with that in Quentin and decided I didn't like it in the end. So, yeah, anyway. But I know that I probably wouldn't take this for that, but... Anyway, Any... and then I lost to the man who ended up winning the Swiss, Shadowblade, playing Hot Solar. I'm pretty sure Hello? No, you carry on. Still here, yeah. Yeah, so it was just, I'm pretty sure I was just playing that game way too passively. A uh, couple of mistakes here and there. Um, he had Quentin and Sam pretty early, and I was like, well, he's going to be drawing plenty of cards anyway, so I tried saving my thinkings for other responses, and I wasn't getting as much value out of them as I should have. Uh, just thought if the game went long, I'd be the winner, which just wasn't correct. And then he just ground me down. Yeah, Sola has a bit more uh, long game than Quentin, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so from Mercenaries. <laughs> yeah. And then Greyjoy Wings, played by Martin, I believe, from Sweden. Pretty, pretty odd game. Um, he didn't get much draw going from his events. Uh, I basically just used Ariane to keep his hand size down consistently he had raider euron and like is it euron's enforcers or something something yeah. with intimidate and plus it strength for raiders and i just basically kept on top of him let him win like one challenge scourged euron consistently got to 14 power and time was called so bit of a shame definitely would have won the following turn but took my mod win i was like two more wins and i'm definitely in Following game was one of the most fun games I've played in a very, very long time. Sat down, my opponent is Pontus from Sweden, who looks mm-hmm. exactly like Baylor Black Tied. And I mean, exactly like Baylor Yeah, he Black really Tide. does. Uh, and he sets, he's playing Barra Conquest Lanny, and his setup was Narrow Sea, Narrow Sea, Street of Steel. And I'm like, what is happening? And he's like, oh, I've had really bad economy all day, and I didn't want to be, uh, didn't want to stuff. I was like, and I just don't think this guy's five and one. He's clearly bullshitting me. I'm like, seems legit. Uh, and then we go into the plot phase, and he f- goes, Prince House Promise. And I'm like, right, I'm done. What? What is this? <laughs> I have zero idea what is happening to me right now, but I dislike it immensely. He makes himself <laughs> first player, and the f- he goes, okay, first things I- I've summoned for scavenger obs. Uh, he goes, first things first, much and more, so... We do the shouting. Yeah. And then I look at his cards. There's another much and more in there. And I just look at him with this childlike grin going, please, please. <laughs> it's so much fun. And he's like, he just shrugs. He goes, okay. And takes a second much and more. Instantly plays it. And I'm like shouting again, all giddy like a child. I've got like 100 cards in my hand and a flea bomb scavenger that's going to draw me more. I'm like, this is the best day ever. Uh, <laughs> 
He proceeds to play Mace Tyrell and Devious Intentions and I'm like, oh, it's a problem. He has one card in his hand. So I'm like, I'm going to get this guy so good. I play the Scourge and Green Blood Merchant. I'm like, this guy's screwed. Scourge him. He discards a card to give it an icon back. Green Blood Merchant, that icon. Boom, Mace is no problem. Gets challenges. He's like, right. I'm like, I've got an action. He's like, I'm first player. I have an action. Nightmares, your Scourge. I'm like, shit. Ah. There goes that plan. So Mace got some power. Go on to turn two. He gets some more power because he plays Game of Thrones. Makes another couple of challenges. Then turn three plays Summoning Season and gets Sansa Stark. And I'm like, I'm so confused. What is going on? <laughs> like, just just stop, dude. <laughs> uh, I get a second Green Blood Merchant because Green Blood Merchant is money in this guy because this guy's got no influence. I'm like, loving life. And then I basically... He gets to make his power challenge because that's the only icon Mace has. And I'm like, I've not drawn a single he goes at thinking this entire game. And this challenge is obviously for more than eight streams. I'm like, if his one card is, make an example, he's won the game. But I guess I have to play around superior claim. So I do just enough defending so that I can be superior claim. Then proceed to win on my challenges because he doesn't. And then he reveals that his one card was superior claim. And I'm like, well. That was close. Nice. But we got out there. So what an then, interesting deck. Yeah. Uh, that deck has been posted on um, Agot Cards as well. Oh, we're going to look. And there's a video of it winning plot phase turn two in the comments. Legit. Oh, wow. Yeah, where he gets to... Into the list. Or whatever it is, and then he uses it into the lists in the plot phase to give Mace another four power. Excellent. So, it's, yeah, it's really impressive. Take Takes... About 11 minutes to watch the video, so it's well worth it. So then, in my final round, I was like, if I win, I'm definitely in. If I lose, I'm in squeaky bum time. Um, and, and I'm like, well, nice and easy. I've only been paired against Alvaro. So, <laughs> some scrub. <laughs> and then, look at myself, I'm like, five cards set up. Yeah, it is. Triple Refugee, Lost Beam and Ariane. But we'll go with it. What's the worst that can happen? He sets up Iron Throne, Weaponsmith. C road and a random two cost chud. I'm like, well, this isn't great. I'm just like, don't valor me, bro. Joking with him. Flip my plot. He valored me. Oh dear. You did have to trick him, didn't you? Yeah. Tempt him into uh, it. And then and then I literally <clears throat> just enjoy a single piece of economy. Six minutes later, uh, we were handing the slip in. And I was like, well, squeaky bomb time it is. So we wander up to the castle. Uh find out I made the cut, which was great. Then discovered there was only two people that made top it made the cut in both the melee and the joust. I was one. It's like this is great. Deck lists aren't being checked till top sixteen, so I get to play at least one more game for free before I <laughs> probably just get DQ'd. Um and then yeah, so top thirty two. I played an Italian playing target aloof and apart. I was like well it's better than what I thought because when we when the lists are paired, uh, printed, um, it doesn't take into account all the super buys. And I was being paired against Joff, a good friend of mine from France, my host when we went to the Lille Regional. And he's playing Targ 2223 from the north. So I was like, well, I do not want to play against that. Thankfully, after the super buys, I didn't get paired against him. So Targ Air, more than happy to accept that because it's just got to be better, right? He gets Bloody Gate on setup, bit of a problem. Throws out Mad King, all three dragons, uh, and Carl Drogo, the killy one. 
only has a dupe for a Rhaegal. So I'm like, play my Viper, get my Viper duped, and my plan is just have the Viper survive until plot phase so I can Valor and just kill his entire board except Rhaegal, uh, including the Mad King, get about five prized, and I'm in a really good position from there. I had a Greenblood Merchant, and this was a really important decision I felt I had to make to try and keep his board down. So out of all the icons, I think I had to get rid of Drogon's military icon because he's going to want to use all his dragons together and Drogon's ability plus cold Drogo's ability is bad for me so if I make it so that Drogon only has the power icon he can't use Drogon and Drogo so I've got to keep an extra character and which ended up being Cycletus which survived for the Valor turn drawing me an extra couple of cards which was really helpful snuck through him Got to play against Hypey Vipey in the top 16. <laughs> so legit. I was like, I spent the entire game grinning going, this is amazing. My opponent did make the mistake of being paired against me. You can't beat me with the Red Viper. Like, I am the Red Viper. He is me. We are one. He will not betray me like that. I Just think we can that. all agree that is a fairly legit statement. At this point. <laughs> so, uh, I basically just end up with a literal fuck ton of economy, like a literal shitload of it. Like I'm, a, I'm counting ten economy a turn, including reducers, which is the perfect number. So when I summoning on turn two, I go get. I originally get the red viper because I've got my Gaston. I'm like, look, I just uh, Gaston the red viper, and I'm good because he's got iron mines and bodyguard, so I can't kill him. So, but I, I changed my mind to Doran because I'm like, well. I'd rather draw the second five-cost character and be able to Gaston him twice because he only has the one dupe. So change my mind to Doran. Don't draw the Red Viper. Bit sad. But then, so I Gaston him once, so he's got no dupes left. And he's on 12 power, which is the perfect number because on 13, he into the lists and wins. So I've just about clung on. He goes for the plot phase. He flips summoning season, so I just go get the Red Viper. Like... I really don't think he can afford summoning season there. I know he thinks he has to get the dupe, but I obviously just get the second five-cost character to Gaston and definitely win the game. Yeah, so he can't win that down position. permanently, doesn't it? You're, you're set up then. Yeah, yeah. Like he's got no cards in hand, and the only cards in play are the Red Viper and the attachments and the Iron Mines. So he has to hope to draw it in the next two cards. Like he has to play. If he has a draw plot, then he has to do whatever he can, but he can't let me guarantee drawing the win so i feel like that was a mistake my opponent made there so i snuck into the top eight at this point vince has told me if i make top four i am overall champion of starlek and i'm like well, that's pretty legit whammer's like oh yeah reese no no one from the uk has ever made it to the top four i'm like double legit <laughs> so i played against a swedish guy Jan playing Greyjoy. Black Sails, and he is the guy that... No, Very, no Black Sails. I keep, I keep calling it Black Sails. It's Dark Wings. I don't know why I keep calling it Black Sails. Yeah, so the same list Yaka played at Worlds, and Bjorn is the person who built the deck, so I was like, that gives him an edge in this matchup. But this this matchup, like, there was nothing really special about this game. First, my deck got ahead and just steadily built an incremental advantage. Like, as Quentin is one to do occasionally, like it just gets ahead and consistently stays ahead. Ariane's 
really good. The Red Vipers really good. He didn't draw many saves. Didn't get a, a full draw cap ever. I don't think. And then on like plot five, I closed the game. And then so I was on to the top four. Starlack overall champion. First Brit to ever make top four. I'm like this is going. It's basically a free roll at this stage. A good job, Thor- well done. Yeah, uh, playing against Helmut. Lovely, lovely man. Absolutely incredible guy. Playing Greyjoy, Kings of Winter. So maybe he's not a lovely guy after all. But Hey, I was rooting for him. I'll be honest. <laughs> and then this game, he he had a good start, but I came back into it about plot three. And then I really started pushing an advantage through to plot six. And then on plot six, I realised I could get all the way to 14 power. But my seventh plot is Valor, which was so depressing. It's, this is one of those games where if I'd had Betrayal, I almost certainly win. I'm like a solid 95% plus to win if I had Betrayal to play on turn seven. Yeah, Just go all of first us, with my All of us who were watching um, kind of saw, saw this realisation slowly dawning on you. And from the position we was in, we was all trying to look at your plot bit to see if there was another plot underneath your last one. Um, yeah, when you flipped, when you picked it up and there's just an empty table underneath it, where it's all like, oh no, yeah, this is it. Um, so yeah, I flipped Valor, Valor away, my Red Viper, Valor away, all of my Renown, all of my characters. He has a couple of saves for his Asher, and then that turn, I think, just absolutely brutalised me, and just, that was the turn I drew Gaston Grey. Oh. Yeah, so I literally flipped Valor, and within Two seconds, I've got a gas in my hand. I'm like, where were you last turn? Like, if I could have just gone Gaston, Gaston all his guys, flip Valor, take the turn off, and then the following turn play like two claim plot, play a bunch of all my characters out again. Because by that point, I'd drawn all of my economy. I was in a really good position. But no, Helmer beat me. Uh, that point, uh, from I don't know what sort of time that was. That was about... Three o'clock, I think, I imagine. It was a bit earlier than that, actually. Yeah. But he was still well, very Yeah. Uh, but from that point until 8am, I have zero recollection of anything. I remember about six minutes of Cards Against Humanity, and that's about it. I got so drunk <laughs> afterwards. I was just like... Oh, I, I was just kicking myself, because it was just like one tiny tiny mistake cost me a chance of being in the final and my matchup in the final is Stark Dark Wings and I'm a huge favourite in that matchup I think I don't think that's a matchup I can struggle in too heavily um, so I was just kicking myself because I was, I was so close in my mind to being the winner of Starlek and I lost it to a betrayal at the wall and so yeah I got slaughtered and then, oh, I, wouldn't, and I think you're being harsh on yourself there I don't think you got slaughtered Oh, you mean you got pissed? Oh, yeah. No, I, Sorry. <laughs> I got absolutely roused and then fell asleep in the main throne room. Uh, the, some of the Borough Boys set the stream camera up to watch <laughs> me sleep. Uh, so, yeah, if the Swedes are out there with that footage, publish it. I look great. <laughs> M- may have vomited on myself a little bit. But... Hey, it doesn't matter, mate. You're our yeah. champion. You can vomit where you want. <laughs> Your God-given right to throw up everywhere for us. Yeah. So that was the joust thing, everybody. That was everyone's joust Emily experience. Um, mm. Let's, well, Dave, do you want to talk about the team event? 
because you obviously captained that, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, well, before we move on to the team event, I would just say, for those who aren't aware, um, Jesus from Spain won the joust with um, Dark Wings, Dark Words, beating um, Helmet playing Kings of Winter in the final. So congratulations to him. Nice yep. chaps, both. Um, both lovely, lovely guys. Important to point out that last week you asked me who was going to win Starlick and I said Stark. So that is important to note. Uh, and uh, the melee was won by Andreas Rybeck, who played the Martel No Agenda Viper Bomb with Harrenhal, which is what Andreas Aldrin took to the final in um, Worlds. No, whoa, whoa, let, let's just up. He won that game. Oh, yeah, sorry, won at the final at Worlds. His payback <laughs> even says 2015 World Championship Melee Champion. Does he it? Sc- no, it says World Championship, but he, he scribbled out the ship, so it just says World Champion. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I saw that someone gave him a power token framed. Yes. <laughs> as a present. Um, yeah, and he, of course, beat... Uh, uh, Andreas Rybeck beat two other Swedes playing Siege, Jakob and another guy whose name I don't know. And uh, Wham playing Jonas. his... Yeah, Jonas. Wham are playing his um, brand monstrosity. Uh, but yeah, the team event. Uh, I was the captain taking over from Wedge. You did it last year. Uh, Wedge was third seed when you took um, the super buys into account, just pipping Ryan Wood to the post. Uh, so it's the three of us, which is one different from last year, uh, where Whammer had my place. Um, we had a bye first round, which was quite nice. Uh, and then we got matched against Hungary. Uh, I, we were the better seed, so I got to choose the first matchup. For those who don't know how the team event works, uh, you play three games against another country, you know, best of three, essentially. Um, the higher ranked captain or the highest ranked team based on their combined Swiss positions, um, chooses the first matchup. So in that matchup, uh, I, Recently, I was playing our decks from the day before. Uh, Wedge had changed from Lanny NA to uh, Baratheon Black Sails with Mel's Favour. Um, we saw Thomas Albeck was playing his Targ Dark Wings deck, which I played against before, and knew that it was... Uh, it played a lot of copies of Daenerys and the Mad King and tried to stack them. Um, and, you know, fighting pits and all that shenanigans. Uh, but no, I goes bow. And... Um, yeah, so I thought, okay, let's put Wedge against him because Mel's Favour will just wreck that deck. And it did. Also, no draw Stannis. Uh, yeah, and no draw Stannis is really, really funny against Dark Wings. Um, Classic. So, yeah, he did. A couple of turns in, he Mel's Favoured the Mad King. Uh, it was Tamas's Valor turn and um, Wedge's Aftermath turn. The Mad King was stacked. Aftermath him away. Done. Um, I got matched against uh, David who was playing um, Baratheon, uh, the Shadows Knights, which he won the Warsaw tournament with, the Fleet Bottom Fracker. Um, that was quite a good game. I had a, uh, I had a real advantage from the start. I kept the pressure up. Um, on one turn, I popped the Oberon Shield Bearer in marshalling to cancel some effects. Uh, he had to use a Seat of Power and two Narrow Seas to get over those effects so he could do things in challenges which was nice. Um, he tried to black cells me. He black cells Harmonulla, which was fine. I only had five cards in hand. So um, I made a challenge with my spy from Starfall. It was unopposed. I drew with my King's Road. I ditched a card and drew two with Solar. Suddenly I have seven cards and Harmonulla isn't kneeling into attack. So that was lovely. Uh, we won that game. 
Um, and then, Reese, I believe you got battered by some sort of widow's Panzer watch. Tower. Yeah. It was like, like building against Michal. All he did was sit there, play Sansa and Wolves. And I got rid of all the Wolves. That so wasn't Michal. I know it wasn't. I said it was like mm. playing against Michal. It was a Sansa okay. Tower. Yeah. But yeah, I got all of the Dire Wolves. And then by the time we got to town, just the next turn, they, there was like an extra copy of all of them. I was like, this isn't fair. <laughs> put so much work into getting rid of them all. Yeah, they are a massive hassle. Um, yeah, so we, we won that 2-1 and got matched against the Poles. Um, we had the better matchup. We, we had the higher seed, so I put Wedge against um, the Winter deck, knowing that my deck would collapse against Winter, and um, your deck might not have a great shout against it. Um, yeah, I don't like Winter. Yeah. Um, Sobe absolutely abused me in two turns. You know, seductive promise, uh, power claim, the whole shebang with his Baroner agenda. Uh, he got a seven-card setup, which didn't bode well. Uh, Wedge got abused by the Winter deck, but put a good showing in. And I believe you got abused by the Dark Wings deck, Lannister. Yeah, I got bad by Lanny DW, which yeah. upsets me greatly because I'm not sure how that happened. But I was, I never did, I never did a thing. I think I had yeah, a two-card that... setup and drew no economy again, which was a theme for my day. Yeah, that seemed to be a good matchup for both of us, but yeah, obviously you had him and it didn't work out, which was a shame. Uh, so then we sat around for an hour to wait to see who we played, and we played against Spain. Um, Alvaro left just beforehand, which was a shame because both Reese and I would have wanted to play, and that's generally a good matchup for both of us. Um, I don't know. Well, it didn't work out well for you the day before. before. Yeah, that was an anomaly, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> um, uh, but they had they were the higher seed. Uh, Raul popped in with his Greyjoy Wildlings as the replacement. Um, Jeff, who was playing Doran Solar, paired himself against Wedge, leaving Reese and I to choose between two winter decks, essentially. Which didn't go well. Yeah, uh, I gave um, I gave Reese the Stark Dark Wings deck because Dark Wings makes me Stark makes me sad. And I took the Greyjoy Wildlings deck. Do you want to go over the your match quickly or yeah, I played against Hazus, who obviously won the night before, was a bit tired, the head wasn't really in the game, and uh, basically I brutalised him. It was very one-sided. I played the Red Viper. He went to town. Essentially, my opponent had no cards in hand for the vast majority of the game. Um, like He was drawing cards off Dark Queens just to discard them to win claim, so... He had, he had Jon Snow and Ghost on turn one, which I thought was pretty sweet. Yeah, they're the ones that, that give each other things, and the Jon Snow that claims power whenever one of them wins a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool, but they're beyond cool. that, everything died pretty quickly, and the Viper went to town. Sure. Um, Wedge lost his game. He tried to keep Nodral Stannis around, but just couldn't, um, couldn't do it, and the Solar crippled him a bit over time. Uh, my game against Raoul was pretty crazy he started out made a winter turn one open with breaking and entering um this is the gradual and... wildlings deck isn't it yes it is has that been published online uh no i'm sure he will if you ask him though i'd very um, much like to see that yeah uh it was certainly more <clears throat> wildlings i didn't see any particularly massive gradual characters um but yeah lots of choke stuff uh yeah he played i i cancelled his uh, marauders trigger putting a thinking on my Maester of the Sun, and then he seductive promised my Maester and mm. support of Kingdom to one of my gold locations, turn one. Massive swing. And I basically spent the next six turns just stalling and, 
again, stalling and trying to get a bit of power and stopping him getting power. Um, and on turn set by turn seven, he had got you know a valid turn two or three, um, and got to turn seven, and he was like three or four power away from winning. Um, and then he just looked very sad because he knew that I was going to valor him turn eight, and I did. Wiped his board. He had very little in hand, um, and I dropped like a conclave and some other things. Somehow I afforded them. Um, I did make it summer twice that game, but it got made winter three times overall, so that was sad. Um, but I was continually drawing, ca- draw capping every turn, pretty much. Or well, drawing four cards a turn because of the solar. So I managed to cycle through almost my entire deck. I had about eight cards left at the end. Um, yeah, I got to dominance, and uh, he was two power away from winning, or three power away from winning, and I was four or five. Uh, it was looking very good. He had one character on the board. I had a nice full board. I had a hand. He had a very small hand. Um, as long as he didn't see Mance in the next fa- in the next plot, like in the next uh, round, I probably won. And then in dominance, time was called, which was incredibly sad. So he got the timed win, and Spain went through, and they went wow. on to lose to Germany in the final. So yeah. That was the team event. It was great fun. Uh, we got I got a little Martel leather pouch, which is kind of useless because it doesn't actually fit a deck in. And I don't think it even fits unsleeved cards in very well, so I don't really know what it's for. Power tokens? I guess so, but it doesn't seal completely. Like, there's, like there'll be a hole at the top, so they'll just fall Sounds out. Sounds pretty shit, Dave. Yeah. But it's nice. I'll find something yeah. to use it for. But yeah, that was the team event. Uh, we had a great McDonald's. Uh, and then we went home, didn't we? We had a lovely McDonald's. And what I like <laughs> best about Germany is they have triple cheeseburgers and not just double cheeseburgers. Which is a, a whole extra pile of fun, really, isn't it? It certainly is a whole it, extra it, bit of meat. You know, it's it takes, it takes them from going... Yeah. Absolutely That's... fantastic. Oh, no, it's it's at least twice as good. I know the yeah, match doesn't good. hold up, but the flavour. It was cheese. intense. It was good. Yeah. Um so a few things I'd like to mention about Stolik. Um Thank you to Connie for our gift. Um, for anyone who didn't see the picture, Connie brought us a Dutch version of the Spice Girls movie. Um, I'm sure it's still English, but the back on it is busy. Mm. It's, it's dubbed, I think, but not with subtitle. In any case, fantastic. We are looking forward to watching that. Um, the artists who appear at Starlake are normally brilliant. You can go and have a little look at the stuff they're selling while you're uh, waiting between games. It's all really well priced and they sign. Oh, I think um, uh, Thomas, I gave him about 30 cards to sign. He just did them about batting an eyelid. They really are fantastic. Um, we had a new artist there, um, Marius, isn't it? Who yeah. I think he's done some Lord of the Rings stuff before. He has done stuff in the core set. Um, he did Chamber of the Painted Table, uh, yeah. Illyrio's Estate, and possibly another card. But this I, is I his first ve- first venture into Thrones territory, isn't it? Yeah, just with the core set, yeah. Um, and he um, was, if you went up to him and asked him for a house card, he would sit and draw you, paint you, whatever, um, a house card in your own specification. And he did me a Victorian house card, which, um, well, I'm never going to use a different house card if I'm playing Greyjoy. It is so cool. Um, so he's, there's, uh, he's shared some of the pictures on Facebook and I've shared a picture of my um, house card. Um, so, yeah, I really hope he goes next year because he, he did so well. He really was excellent. Have, yeah. you, seen the, uh, have you seen the Carl Frogo one he did? I have, yeah. That's oh, amazing. my Lord. My T-shirt is now on a house card. 
it's amazing. Do, do you want to yeah. do you want to explain Carl Frogo to those who haven't met met him? <laughs> okay, so um, I don't think we covered it in the uh, Warsaw episode. So this is a flashback to Poland. Uh, me and Dave went to Poland. We played some thrones. It was in a shocking town event. I got <laughs> I got obscene. It was lovely. Talk. Yeah, yeah. Which is now a quote from the podcast for apparently. Like Sweeney now just says, it was lovely to whatever he's doing. <laughs> Which pleases me greatly. Carry on, sorry. So, we were out on one night, I think it was the night after the joust. Um, I met a lovely lady. We, we were having a great time. We were having a great time. And then at some point I decided I was Hulk Hogan. And apparently this is a thing that happens a lot because I, I ended up ripping my t-shirt in half as Hulk Hogan did and 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 then the girl I was having a great time with decided to join in, and her and her friends started also ripping it, and it ended up literally being strips of t-shirt, which were then collected together and kind of made into a bit of a rope, which Matthias decided he was going to claim as his own. So he he began wearing that all through the melee, and then Istvan, also known as the Desert Raider, um, had been wearing this weird frog hat zipped thing on his head all weekend and Matthias ended up getting a hold of it and tying my t-shirt rope chain to it and he decided it would become Carl Frogo and my t-shirt was his first braid or the first like bell in his braid because of all of his success um, and he kept promising that we were going to add more and more t-shirts to it and he did by the end of Starlek, he had at least two of mine. Um, <laughs> plus, plus on Monday morning when I went to leave my hotel, I discovered another T-shirt was ripped off in the hotel room. I was like, how does this keep happening? So apparently that's a thing I need to work on. And But Carl Froger is now incredible. It goes down, it's now bigger than Mateus, height-wise. Uh, so it's just this bright green frog-shaped hat with ripped t-shirts tied to it. And I think there's also a, a like gaffer tape maester's chain as well. Yep. So <laughs> yes, now there is a house yeah, card. <laughs> there's now a house card of Carl Drogo wearing Carl Frogo. And it's lovely. <laughs> um, did you see Ross's? Uh, where Doran Martell is riding down the yes. roadside in his wheelchair with a massive spear. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, these house cards are fantastic, and that is my favourite bit of swag. And I don't care; I pay the gold price for it. Um, oh, it's house cards. House cards. You're allowed to pay the gold price for. Well, I'm not sure about that, but I'm. You like, basically uh, only can if you want them all, though. Like, there's no way you can win win them all because, yeah, house cards. Buy them. Fine. Matt's now, different. Yeah, no, well, with, with all swag, I think I mentioned this to someone who looked at me quite quizzically, and I realised not a lot of people follow this rule. It may have been you, Dave. No, it wasn't you. Um, the God of Swag, he's real, and he watches over all our games. Um, you will greatly displease the God of Swag if you're using, say, for example, Martel house tokens, but you're playing Stark. Or you've got a Greyjoy house, and you're using a Targaryen playmat. He will upset the God of Swag, and he might not strike in the game, but he will strike. So just you know, be aware of this. Always honour the God of Swag. Especially if you have the option to use the Swag that will please the God of Swag. So I did not use my Baratheon tokens for the melee, and he smote me in my fourth game. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. And I, I, and I know he's rough Yeah, because we've discussed it before. Yes. I, I should have known better. Now, I haven't been using my matching mats for a while, because I've been using my banter behind the throne one. 
Um, oh, that's completely But different. that's not so that's bad different. because it doesn't match any house. And it's got our face. Exactly. If, if, if it's a neutral sort of theme or a neutral piece of art or whatever, it doesn't matter. But if you intentionally mismatch the swag and you've got another option, you will be very displeased. Yeah, that is important. It is known. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All hail the god of swag. Reese lost his playmats to Starlick. So if anyone finds them, please let us know and we can get you in contact with Reese so he can um, like give you a t-shirt for them or whatever he does. Yeah, so it's the Cersei one for making top 16 of the melee, the standard Starlek, um making the cut one, and the world's one, which was Valerian, because I traded with Raul, because Raul really wanted my Renly one. I was smashed, and was like, that was got Valerian on. I was playing Valerian. It was banter. I want it. So, yeah. So it's, which was Worlds 2013? That's yeah. right, yeah, the world's melee. So World someone, someone must have picked these up. They someone must be listening who's got them. I know exactly where they were. They were by the windsill. But then in the morning, there was a bunch of children, so I wasn't allowed to go in the room and check. But they were, the people at the castle were adamant there was nothing left in the room. So hopefully someone has seen them or knows of someone who has seen them and I can be reunited with them. Yes. Please also, get in touch. Also, Wedge has found a Renly mat. So, unfortunately, not what Reese was looking for, but there is a Renly mat. If you've lost it, get in contact with Wedge. Or get in I'll contact take it. with I Wedge. If I can't find anything else, I'll take it, because I earned a Renly mat. Yeah, seems yeah. fair. So, before Reese gets that, let us know if you've, uh, if you've lost it. And if anyone finds some Martel tokens from making Nationals a few years ago, I lost them last year. So, yeah, I want them back. <laughs> While we're on the subject, if anyone finds 340 quid, um, I drop that. Yeah, and I lost the Charizard as well. <laughs> I lost my right. dignity. Yep. You're yeah, that's not, that yeah. I'm sorry, Reese, but that went a while ago, mate. Yeah. Uh, you didn't well, even thought... do that in Starlink. That was the best thing about it. <laughs> I, I forgot to bring that. <laughs> All right, can we talk about our favourite cards now? Yeah. Go on, Reese. Get out of the way. The Red Viper. And before we ask, I'm going to skip the entire podcast episode where you talk about the right, the Red Viper. There is only one. It is Princess of the Sun. He's busted. He's glorious. He's fabulous. What more is there to say? Hypey, Vipey. He's perfection. Perfection personified. We hear you. <laughs> Preach. Yeah, that's pretty legit. I don't think anyone's really going to complain about that one, are they? Um, Explodey Viper is quite funny. And obviously, Angry Viper is useful. But there is only one, really. One true king. Best it. card best card in first edition. I agree. People say people say Mirror Reed, but the Viper doesn't care about Mirror Reed, so <laughs> yeah. it's not even close. Not but everyone close. goes, Oh, but what about if you've got more characters? And to that I say, if I have more characters, I'm winning. Yeah, just like, get less. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'll have to make do with <laughs> extra characters with renown and Ariane. Like, however, will I cope? Yeah, I've still got a renowned character, Tricon, who's into everything. <laughs> yeah. What a travesty. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so, Peel, what's yours? Now, you see, this was a really tough one, because there was quite a few. We uh, we had a look, and there was quite a few. I mean, the Iron Mines is obviously a decent stance of save, but, I mean, to be a Kraken, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good shout. Or Theon Greyjoy. Mm-hmm. Both of which I'd be happy to have any day of the week. Yeah. Um, Are you talking about Killy Theon? 
I'm talking about Killy Theon. Summer Theon. Killy no. Theon. Ah, oh, fuck no, Summer Theon. Count your gold. Someone dies, Theon. <laughs> yeah. You mean uh, doesn't kill the Red Viper, Theon? Killy Theon. Yeah. <laughs> Just say it. He doesn't need to. Well, if we're judging right, any character that. on their ability to kill yeah, the Red Viper, no characters kill the Red Viper. Yeah, you can't really do that. Like, oh yes, uh, yeah. You mean he can't kill the Red Viper? No, you're right. Um, well, I know one character that kills the Red Viper. Gone. The mountain. Ooh. Also, uh, Pirate Pre. Yeah. So there we go. Anyway, go on, Peel. What? Which one is it? I think I'm probably going to have to go with the beer kraken. I think that's the right choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's too good not to. Yeah. Absolutely crackers. They're both amazing, but to be a kraken is just awesome. Yeah, it really is. Standard Greyjoy to cancel the triggered effect. Well, (laughs) let's have some fun with you. Yep. And it makes your deck building decisions somewhat easier if you're not that fussed about your restricted card as well. Because you've got Mm. a fantastic little plot that goes with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, which opens up. Yeah, um, Fury of the Kraken is not your restricted card to be a Kraken. To be a Kraken, yeah, card, yeah, yeah, essentially. And it comes as a pair. Um, mine is unsurprisingly a great joint card, and if it's based on my favourite card, beginning with T, then it is going to be Theon Greyjoy. Um, I love the amount of pressure this guy puts out. Um, it's tremendous, really. It's a free military challenge a turn. Um, for two gold, and that prize two isn't such a big deal. Um, yes, he's bladeable. Yes, he's enslavable, but he will do some damage um, the moment you get him. Uh, I really do enjoy him. Um, he narrowly um, pushes the reader onto the um, onto second spot, though, because the reader is so useful in great joy. Because um, anything that gives him draw in the house is a very welcome addition. What do you reckon, Dave? Cool. Uh, well, I, I picked a couple which I really like. I would have just said the Red Viper, but Reese has already said it. Um, obviously, the Red Keep springs to mind because that—that's definitely an acceptable shout. <laughs> when you bring the Red Keep out of shadows, people just go, "Oh, yep. shit! I have yeah. actions in dominance. I'm <laughs> just going to wreck everything. I'm going to blow up your board. I'm going to blow up your locations. I'm going to bring all my cards back from." the discard pile it's just wonderful uh and it can't be you can't do shit to it um taste for blood was one of my favorite cards oh, when i was a new that. player um taken captive is one of my m- most favorite recent cards especially uh in doran solar it was just amazing at world's and starlek um art of seduction has always been one of my favorite cards as well uh is, that, I used is, to play a lot is it really the art of seduction the art of seduction yeah, yeah. it is yeah. um I've played it in my old Alliance decks. I've played it in Barrow Wildlings. It really shouldn't be restricted, I don't think. Um, it, it's a real high plot. That Vince was talking about it when we were uh, getting the plane. It's a real, you know, you've got to be skilled to use it. I'm a sniper for my opponent's uh, aftermaths and Fear of Winters. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I played it two tournaments and I've pinned four Fear of Winters. Like, <laughs> and you just can't win. Because no. your setups are terrible, and you just go turn one. Pick, oh, oh dear. Okay, GG. Yeah. Um, so obviously, pinning a valor there is, it's just amazing. For those who don't know what Art Seduction does, it's when revealed, choose an opponent without the Art Seduction revealed, uh, and they can't reveal a new plot next turn. And it's just, it's such a lot of fun. And if you pin a valor, 
you probably win. It's yep. it's really, really good. But my absolute favourite card, beginning with T, is the Maester's Path. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Like, good shout. As we've discussed it so many times on the cast, we love Maesters. We love we that do. you can find something and you'll say, right, there's two options with this theme. Either you play it out of Martel or you play it out of Maesters and it will be better. They're your two options. You play yeah. Brotherhood out of Maesters, it, uh, out of Martel, it's just better. You play the Red King out of Maesters, the Red King, the Mad King out of Maesters, he's just better. You play Burn out of Maesters, it's just better. You play Dragons out of Maesters, they're just better. Trait Manipulation yeah. out of Maesters is better. Stand out of Maesters is better. Everything is better. I've said this far too many times. Bring it off the list. Bring Valerian Steel off the list. Fuck second edition. Let's have the Maesters path. <laughs> Well, I couldn't agree with you more in that regard um, because Stolic not only was a fantastic weekend and a fantastic time with a fantastic achievement by Reese and just generally brilliant all round, it was lovely. It also <laughs> represents, really, this is it now, isn't it? We've said this a couple of times, but this, this is... This truly is. This is it. It has to be. It's over. No First more. edition is over. And now all we've got left is second edition. And, and there's just no Red Viper. It makes me sad, guys. It makes me really sad. I'm, I'm going to have to take a couple of months off, I think, Thrones. Obviously, I'm going to still pay attention to what's going on and still do the cast and that sort of thing, but I'm not going to seriously deck people for a while. I need to adjust. Yeah, uh, cold turkey in terms of, like, deck building, definitely. Um, I'm going to roll, I think, from here on in, the jank potential is so limited. I can't see me playing jank for a long time, so... I'm just going to be playing really good decks, which is going to make me sad. I, like really, I just I don't want to play really good decks. I want to play Lannister 2-2-2 with the Red Viper, nine characters total. That's what I want. That's what everyone wants. Yeah, <laughs> we all need. I want to play. I want to play Targaryen Maester's Path. Where my entire plan is Pale Steel Link dropping uh, Richlands and a keep, so I can assassinate someone in dominance with the Mad King. That's what I want. Yeah, it's just never going to happen, mate. It's all it's all over. Um, it's a shame. I, I, I've had a great run with first edition, though, and I, I obviously I'm really looking forward to getting into second edition. But I feel just like I need a little bit of a break. Need a break. Mm. I'm going to play some Lord of the Rings and you know come back fresh, probably in the new year. I'm going to focus on my gaming career. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, I guess um, we on that bombshell. If you. We're going to start talking about second edition more in the future. Uh, yeah. Somebody mentioned in the Skype group yesterday that they've listened to us and some of the time they just don't care because we talk about first edition so much. And that is a natural side effect of the fact that second edition has only just come to the UK in the last what four weeks, six weeks. So we haven't played that much of it. And we still care about first edition because of, well, for me, Worlds and Starlek. Um, yeah, which is kind of a big deal. So we will be moving into second edition if you have any ideas for content that you want to talk about uh hit us with it um yeah. i think going forward we will primarily be talking about second edition but there will still be first edition obviously we're going to finish the cards beginning with segment yeah um when norwich have their next unrestricted tournament we'll obviously cover that uh and any other first edition tournaments that we go to if there are any um and we'll be talking about all the crazy jank ideas that josh comes up josh and rowan come up with uh, like DJ Fish Whiskers, which is uh, just DJ a, Fish Whiskers sounds. So it's just good. It, it's just a, that's a topic for another time. It's just too wonderful <laughs> to spoil without Josh here. Um, and if Borough do another two v two, we'll talk about that that kind of thing. But hopefully we'll do it with a uh, 
in a in a light that second edition players will find useful as a, almost a history lesson like these are the cards we're using because of this here are here's the kind of things that you can do with thrones if the card pool is big that kind yeah. of that kind of thing yeah um, rather than just harping on about how much we love valor which we do it does lead into a nice tasty segment of what to do with your first edition cards now that second edition's out and you won't be playing with them anymore well, have you seen yeah. the guys in fact, that photo of him literally can... burning them yeah they were moribund fire and that was sad oh yeah, god well, that's well, horrible no they Worst weren't case. moribund like we, we resolved were. that it was the <laughs> we're into the next phase like they were fully burnt yeah well, which what, does what, leave what? us to talk about though is if there's there might be some people in a very odd position where they are first edition players who may not be considering going on with second edition which Represents kind of a turning point for them at this point in the podcast life because there may not be anything for you after this. But if you are one of those odd people, I don't mean odd as in like, oh, you're odd as in, you know, not the usual listener, um, do stick with us um, because it's not all going to be second edition boring stuff, we promise. We will still talk about the Spice Girls and be silly in general. So stick with us if you're in that position. Not that many of you are, I imagine, but just in case. Oh, everyone's gone quiet. Yeah, that was almost an official like goodbye and ending. 